0: What's up, everybody? It is Friday, August 6th. You are listening to the Pat McAfee Show 2.0. You know the drill. It's Friday. Pat had to hop on a plane to get down to Tampa for Friday night SmackDown tonight on Fox at 8. It's a good show, baby. Football is back. The Hall of Fame game was last night. Ian Rappaport stops by from Tennessee Titans camp to chat about everything going on in training camp. And AJ stops by as we cover everything else going on in the sports world and in the world of football. Let's get to it.
1: Uh, at Tone Diggs and Gumpy are in here. The Hammer Don boys at Boston Connor at Kai Schmidt. The Toxic Table. All the boys in the back. There's a little bit, uh, a little bit of an energy in the uh, in the office this morning. You oh, could say that. Uh, it? Yeah, it feels like. Some of those that work in this particular space on a daily basis, whenever they come in through the door, sometimes maybe they walk in and they're not in their best. You know their best version of themselves. Yeah. Sure, sure. You know maybe there's a little coffee that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. You know maybe there's some conversation needs to happen. Little something happens. Donuts. This morning it felt like yeah donuts need to come in. There was yeah. there's diabetes rolling in here I guess at a rapid <laughs> alarming you. rate almost yeah, quick. And, and it seemed delicious and I will try it later whenever the fast begins and and I you know I do. Regret every decision I've ever made that I'm not eating at the time whenever those donuts do come in here I I would like that to be known every Friday when those donuts come in they are They look so good. So. And Gumpy, I appreciate this is kind of your thing now to oh, the yeah. office. It is very nice of you. But I, normally, you know, for the past couple months, not the same vibe as it was this morning. And although that game got very terrible quick, uh-huh. yeah. and although that football was sloppy, trashy, and almost as messy as the messy situation <laughs> with Barcelona, we can now turn on the TV in the morning. And we can go onto the internet and we can see NFL. T- Teams being represented in highlights that are happening yesterday. Are you kidding me? Unbelievable! I don't know how long tawny Phil lives in that little fucking hole, Mm. and I don't know how long bears stay in hibernation or whatever. And whenever people go into solitude or whatever it is, it but it feels like in the off season we're kind of locked away in a little no happy time. Yeah. Um, When's football coming back in? And people are going to say that I might be a shallow human for that. And I say, you right. (laughs) Okay. Sure. Not, not very deep thoughts here. Let's go ahead and cut those off. Let's have a good time. Football makes me happier. Mm-hmm. That's what I realized last night watching the pre-show where they were celebrating all the greats, not only of uh, this year's Hall of Fame class, but last year's Hall of Fame class. Right. There was a lot of interviews and conversations. Uh, the stadium in Canton, Ohio looked beautiful from the drone shots or the helicopter shots. It was filled up. And although the football, I can't reiterate this enough, got very, very, very bad. Bad football. Because the players that we're playing are probably not going to end up in the NFL. Very good football players, probably not going to end up in the NFL play, in the NFL for long. a large majority of them. Or maybe a couple will be able to squeak through. It's not easy to make it in the NFL. But also, they've only had like four or five days to learn yeah. everything that they're supposed to learn. There was a blitz on Dwayne Haskins last night. Ooh. And I don't think if Dwayne Haskins hadn't started in the past if he was just a rookie yeah. quarterback that would normally play in these types of situations. He's getting absolutely pounded there. There's a quick get-off. He makes a completion, I think there but there is very limited time to prepare for this hall of fame game everybody knows it's a ceremonial game basically at this point there was a time back in the day where i think actual players played in these games but now that is not the case there's still four more preseason games for both teams that played last night three more preseason games for both teams that played last night and four more out there ben will be able to get out there and maybe get some snaps juju will be able to get back out there okay maybe some offensive linemen will play so we can see Najee Harris with them, but it was nice to get a little football action out there. And the thing that I took away from last night is, although the kicking performance was not fantastic, I'm talking field goals. Sure. Jeez. Not great. It's tough. It was not great. Yeah. All right, it was a little, it was tough for the brand when it came to get the jitters out. It's preseason. Who gives a damn? Yeah. It's just preseason. Everybody's trying to get better. Now, those two guys kicking, Nice Wander and uh Sloman, I, I'm not 100 percent sure if they're going to be kicking for the anybody this year or their respect. Sloman, definitely not, because Boz is there. But I don't know what Nice Wanderer's thing is. Not a great day kicking, but he's still balling out on punt and punting everything. Presley fucking Harvin. <laughs> hey, star of the game last night. Yeah, he was. Was a punter from Georgia Tech that got drafted in seventh round. Pick 254, I believe, was the number. Uh, I was also a seventh round drafted punter, so I was super pumped to watch Presley Harvin go out there and kind of, I don't want to say, earn He's stripe on his uh, Steelers helmet. Oh yeah. I, I was excited to see him with an NFL ball in an NFL setting, even though this is nothing similar to what a regular season game will be like for Presley. I love that he stepped up to the moment and he made plays. Two pooch punts were beautiful. The first one would have been fair caught if it was a good returner at the ten, which is exactly what he would be trying to do. And not saying he wasn't a good returner. A actual game returner would not have tried to return a ball that was definitely fair catchable because if they fumble that, it's game over and they're fired forever. (laughs) But then the next one, he puts that thing down at the half-yard line. Great bounce. Okay, great bounce there. That thing could have... Want the opposite direction. We're talking very differently, but Presley had beautiful control on that thing. Perfect distance. A little backspin checkup. How you doing? Keep it moving. Then he gets out there, hits a field punt, misses that one, hits the ground, gets the ball back, though. It's yeah. like, hey, when you're in a groove, when you are in a zone, good things just start happening. Last ball, I think, was his best ball. I, I enjoyed Presley last night. I'm also a Jordan Berry guy who is the former punter. He's currently on the roster as well. Presley was drafted. You don't spend a draft pick on it, a punter or a kicker, especially if he has a good game. Look for Presley to continue to go. And aside from that, I just love the football was happening, man. Presley dominated. Uh, got to hear Troy Aikman and Joe Buck back at it. Oh, yeah. You know, and a lot of people bury Joe Buck. Yeah. All the big time. Joe Buck's been calling games since he was 24 years old. I got to hear his story a little bit because the Roselle thing. I guess his mom gave a, a film of his work to Somebody else's uh, wife who was in it and said, Hey, will you watch a video of my son? And then that's how he got in there because his dad was in there. So it was, uh, you know, he's got his whole thing. So a lot of people say, Hey, nepotism is a problem in the uh, TV world, which it is, by the way. But I don't think Joe Buck is one of those no. situations. I think Joe Buck, regardless of who his family was, regardless of where, you know, he potentially came from or the people he got to know, he's fucking talented, man. Oh, yeah. Joe Buck is so good at what he does just as a host. Now he calls. Is everything so everybody's favorite team he has been on the call for the best moments and probably their absolute worst moments and he's directly associated with that and there's been a couple situations i think he has alluded to not having great self-awareness i think while he's in the booth, right. but whenever you're on tv for 20 some years or whatever for that many hours and that many big moments you learn a lot about joe buck i don't think he gets nearly enough credit and after last night troy aikman i think has gone to a mm-hmm. I think Troy Aikens even, because before the game he was speaking, and he had a little pundit in him when he was speaking before the game, and it was a very fucking good. And then him talking about Jerry and Jimmy, which we will talk about in moments, because that was maybe the best piece of content (laughs) Yeah. That has happened in a long time, just mm-hmm. in any particular world. I like Troy Aikman a lot, though, and I don't know how anybody doesn't like Troy. I, I said Troy Aikman's the man last night, and there was a lot of people who were like, "Nah, he's terrible," or whatever. Troy Aikman's fucking right. awesome in Great.
0: there. He really is. He really is. It, and, it always goes back to, too, like when you ha- when your team is playing in that like uh, four oh five Sunday window. Having those guys call it, even so, like, and then let's say the next week you go and you have, like, the third crew on Fox. Like, there's a big difference there. Like, it just, it makes the game feel bigger than it really is.
1: And I'm not sure I don't know Troy well enough. I think there's a chance he dabbles into Vitamins and I dabble. I don't don't know him well enough. Okay, this is me just judging like everybody else does. But the way his brain works and the way he speaks about the game, I think, like, hey, I'm a big fan of Troy. But let's dive into the pre-show. Yes. So, Jerry, just a week ago or two weeks ago, had to address the Jimmy Johnson situation in a press conference. And that was us hearing Jerry say, fuck. <laughs> yes. For the, for our show, we lost our mind. Yeah. But I think Jerry was addressing that in a big way because he knew he and Jimmy were about to be around each other very closely. Yeah. And I guess this has been something that I didn't know enough about. I guess Jerry and Jimmy were on the ats-ats. Big time. And they talked about last night how they were friends in freshman and college. Yeah, Jimmy played and Jerry. football
0: together, I believe.
1: Yeah, so they've been tight for a long time. So sometimes your closest friends, whenever you end up being against each other, those things are... Hey, cemented it. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, yeah. this is cemented it. I don't think there's ever a respect loss, and maybe there is a respect loss, but those are normally the deeper ones. Whenever it's like, oh, fuck you. No, fuck you. Yeah. You. How could you do this to me? No, how could you do this to me type thing? And then it's like, well, you're gone forever. So Jerry answering a couple of weeks ago in that press conference saying, I don't know how I fucked it up with you. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know how big of a deal that was for him saying that and I think once we reacted to it I heard the internet say like this is the first time that Jerry has really admitted almost publicly in a big way that it was kind of his fault that this entire thing happened then last night Jerry was forced to sit in Jimmy Johnson's show yeah Mm -hmm. okay so he was he had to so somebody who let's say let's say just for this particular story let's say Ryan Grigson Okay, got into the Hall of Fame. And Ryan Grigson is a man who did not like me whenever I was playing for the Colts. I did not like him whenever I was playing for the Colts. It was very obvious. Might have led to me really deeply considering retiring because of that. And by the way, I should have been a bigger person. I think we both probably will move on at some point. And it's not, at this point, I'm very thankful for everything that has happened. So it's like, I don't know how he feels, but that's just kind of how it goes. He, let's say... He and I, he ends up in some uh, award thing that I end up getting into, and then he would have to walk in here and sit right there, yeah. like the night before. <laughs> That's kind of what happened yeah. uh-huh. with Jerry Jones having to sit on that Fox set where it wasn't just the normal crew with Jimmy, it was also Troy from the booth, yep. and I think they had a and it was, everybody was sitting there, and then Jerry and J- it would be just like sitting right there, in Jerry, okay? Jerry, he almost answered these questions in a good enough fashion. Where it was not his fault, and he was n- almost not even going to put Jimmy into the fucking yeah. Dallas Cowboys ring oh, of I honor. Did not want yeah. it. He was dancing around <laughs> it. He, I don't want to upstage the the thing. <laughs> yeah. are, we, are we doing this? Are we doing this now? And everybody's like, Yeah, yeah. We that would be like you guys, like basically, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. yeah Jerry, we are. That's yeah. kind of what it. Because Terry <laughs> <Kevin>, Bradshaw <laughs> gave it to him a little bit, and then you know Kurt, they, they they were kind of going animal. I mean, there was a take hey, it away, Jerry. Hey, there's one. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes, yeah, you want to? And they did it like a. Close up shot mm-hmm. on him, and I thought Jerry was going to be like, because he told the entire story of the ring, and the person that made it said, "Hey, make this thing a really tight, like really hard to get into, and they have to not only be a great player or performer, but they have to be a massive part of the story of the horseshoe and all the, and he goes through the, earth of the star and all this, and he goes through this entire thing, and I thought." I thought for sure he, because the way he was talking about everything else, and he was kind of dancing around it, and though I thought he was going to be able to figure out a way to say, "and Jimmy is definitely now in consideration," he in the uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but instead, <laughs> Maybe next year. instead he basically said, "like he's going in," and then even at the very end of it, because they they were trying to get to this point. For like eight minutes it felt like or maybe seven I don't know the exact it felt like forever but they were trying to get to what happened in the last 30 seconds when they were running out of time Jerry said we the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones (laughs) are uh, (laughs) thankful and whatever he gave an apology and a thank you to Jimmy Johnson and it was almost like a uh, everybody on set was like okay fine Jesus Christ that's what we were okay and, and Troy, a couple of times in between the entire time of trying to get them to that moment, basically, Troy was like, uh, they asked him about his thoughts on something else. And he goes, uh, I don't really know anything about that, but I want to let you know. And he basically pointed <laughs> at Jimmy and Jerry. And he was like, uh, Jerry would have never been the owner that he was without Jimmy. Jimmy, he Troy was basically like, hey, you, you would have never been anything with... Without him, <laughs> and you, you wouldn't have done everything. <laughs> so if you guys want to fucking go. wrap this up, Come on. that would be great. It was, and they did, by the way, by the end of it, and it was like a pretty cool situation. And what immediately followed that, I think, was Mike McCarthy jogging onto the football. <laughs> oh, fall, yeah. And oh, it was just a beautiful thing. I, I just, that is what comes with games happening. You know, like those are the situations that were so fun to watch as a football fan last night, aside from the terrible football. Right. that is it the players' fault? Okay. Is it the coach's fault? Okay. Is it that they had five days with probably a walk two walkthroughs? Like there is no time to learn football. It's all ceremonial. And I think all the shit outside Peyton crush did. I mean, yeah. just, yep. it was a cool night. I thought
2: the interviews in the booth, I love too. like when Peyton came on, when John Lynch went on and Peyton talking about the Monday night football with him and Eli just made me even more pumped for just to see that happen hey, this year. Omaha
1: productions is doing it. An <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, Peyton basically said, I'm, I'm going to be on my couch. Eli's going to be on his couch. <laughs> and we're just at a bar watching a game. He doesn't to oh, watch football with their brother sugar. and talk about it. Yeah. So <laughs> when this When <laughs> this was presented, he said, it seemed like too good of a <laughs> – <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> uh, Archie probably, I don't know if he was in the conversation or whatever, but him looking – at Peyton, like, you guys are gonna watch fucking games, aren't you? Pay to watch football. <laughs> on, yeah, right. have to
2: talk to each other about it.
1: Just that whole conversation, and they'll crush it. By the way, oh yeah, yes. that, But he, John Lynch, mm-hmm. awesome yeah. chat about. He put over Jimmy G again in his interview. Big time. Hey, not a bad idea there as a general manager, Hall of Fame player. We'll see if he's a Hall of Fame general manager yeah. as well. It seems like he's well on his way out there. Jimmy G's playing great football. at hey, probably pretty good price. Probably pretty good price. <laughs> best, best you've ever seen there yeah. yeah.
2: is. Somebody should come get him for sure. Now well, there is. Uh,
1: uh, we heard your backups playing like Patrick Mahomes 2.0. No, 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 yeah. no, no. I don't know no, about no. that. We don't even know if he knows the <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy G, though. Really? Hey, Jimmy. hey we get him, though, if
3: you want him. It was good to have a GM in the booth, too, he, for that type of game, because he knew every single player on the field, too. Yeah, like,
1: and by the way, John Lynch, after the draft, before the draft, when he went through all the amount of film that they before, watched, yeah. the yeah. amount yeah. of trips, it yeah. was either the week of, yeah. like it was the week two week days, of. three days before the draft, maybe, when they still didn't give up. Who they were drafting, mm-hmm. but John Lynch described yeah. what the scouting process was, and I appreciate him doing that because I'm not sure that that gets talked about enough. But in that fourth quarter of a game or third quarter of a game, man,
2: just don't know anybody. I don't no, know anybody. Out not there. a soul. Like hey, I,
1: I don't know anybody out there. I, I mean, that I was there was a couple guys obviously that you're like okay, but I'd flip back and forth. I'd go over there, and I watch a couple plays, and I'm like. All right, I, it's NFL football. I should be watching this. And then a couple things happened. I'm like, I can't. All right, I'm out of here. I, <laughs> yeah. just, I can't do it. But it was, I don't know, it was a cool it, night. It, it was also, a cool it night. It didn't
3: help that the Steelers put their worst quarterback first. Like, that was an odd move I knew for you were going to that. <laughs> what do you mean?
1: Well, I just knew that, and I, by the I mean, Dewey
3: Haskins and Josh Dobbs both led teams on touchdown drive. Did the first quarterback? I don't think so. Well,
1: Josh, there might have been different players playing uh, at the time that each one of those quarterbacks was playing, but also their teammates were different whenever they were playing. At that time, what would Dewey look like with Chase Claypool? I mean, who knows, right? There's me just adding to your thing. Dobbs looked electrifying, though, and I think it's because if you're a mobile quarterback in preseason games and you can move, you win. Because a lot of people have no idea what the fuck they're doing. But guess what? If they don't know what they're doing or what route they're running, they're still running and creating space and everything like that. So I think he played very well. And by the way, Dewey Haskins can still sling it a little bit. Yeah. Hey, it's like it's yeah. a dart coming out of there. Oh yeah. I mean that thing hops uh-huh. out. There was a couple things that he did last night to make you go, okay, Dewey still's got a long way to go. But still well, the poor
3: him, Mason had Mason didn't have any of the starters at O line except for maybe the center position who's a rookie. But then Dwayne had guys who aren't even probably gonna
1: and they were running blitzes, yeah, in the Hall of Fame game coming at him. I was so amazed by that. I'm like, okay, right. And this is something I think it's like almost like a gentleman's agreement or whatever. But special teams very easy to know what's coming in these preseason games. The coaches, I think, even talked beforehand, like, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. Hall of Fame game, it was six bucks, okay, doubled each gunner, and that was just snap, hold, run, this is what we're doing. You know, like it was just very, very basic. I think there's an agreement there. When I saw that rush against Dwayne Haskins, <laughs> I was like, oh, we're running blitzes in the Hall of Fame Okay, this is awesome. This is pretty cool because there's – I mean, they're five days in the training. You know what I mean? they yeah. five days. Wild. It, it's, do you want to lose anybody or do anything at this point? And maybe that guy just called his own player or whatever. I don't know if they <laughs> continue that. to do it, which I respect a lot. But it was pretty fascinating to see what was being run, what wasn't being run, who was doing okay. I thought Dewey didn't look bad, though. Um, but you guys, I don't know if you found your backup quarterback or the quarterback of the future. Yeah. And maybe that's why Art Rooney II said uh, – Hey, Ben's not – it's not in stunning, He's not playing another four or five years. <laughs> maybe that's why I said that.
3: Here's just a general over, overall NFL question for you. So, like, Haskins and Rudolph are more talented than Dobbs, but Dobbs is also – he, like, works for NASA. He's an astrophysicist. So, like, if you could have him maybe and in the can, quarterback room, mm-hmm. like, as a guy, like, helping Ben study tape and stuff like that,
2: like, I kind of like that in there.
1: yeah. And I think if we could get an astronaut in here, we would.
2: Sure. You well, know what I mean? So yeah. if you're well, a football men, team... We
1: do have men. Yeah. I mean, we're well, pretty close. Uh, no, I'm talking... You know, certified. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. NASA. Okay. I'm talking about a doctor of NASA. Okay. Sure. Real, a real one. I'm talking about a doctor of space. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm not talking about a guy who takes off far too high mm-hmm. and stays for far too long. Okay. That's right. <laughs> Seriously. And doesn't return to Earth until all the oxygen is potentially gone.
3: Yeah. From his brain and all the cells of... Disappeared,
1: yeah. That's the difference between an astronaut. Oh, uh, sure, sure. there it is, yep, and a doctor of space astronaut,
2: okay. which I think is what he's referring yeah, to.
1: Sure, Josh Dobbs, yeah,
2: that'd be fun. I mean, shit, I'll start learning uh, some space and we'll try and get after it a little bit. I of mean, astrology. I've watched
1: a lot of documentaries, okay, yeah, exactly. that's not a doctor of space. You <laughs> could potentially be an astronaut, okay, uh-huh. one of those, okay, two S's. Ah, uh-huh. if we can find an actual astronaut, though, we should think about. Getting them around. Yeah. To your also, point. Yeah. You want to have an astronaut around if you can have an astronaut. Because people actually go, "What are you, a fucking astronaut?" Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. That is an astronaut right, right, there. right there. Rocket builder, fixer. I'm
0: pretty sure it's all about telemetry. If we could just, yeah. you know, I mean, you yeah. just get telemetry someone to big. study
1: telemetry, and no, then that's that.
0: basically
3: all you need.
1: What is telemetry? It's
3: what? It's like teleporting, right? No. It's
0: yeah. That's a great question out of you. No, Dump. It's not, like. definitely not that. What right. is not teleporting?
1: Telekinesis. So like a
0: path. The path in which you get to, you know, oh, like, like, like their bearings, Titan. almost like okay, what's the telemetry? Oh, let me set this to you know, and then they're doing that in the rocket before they take off, and it's like okay, we got to hit this angle because then we're gonna you know slingshot around the uh, moon, you, yeah, around the moon, send us to the International Space Station. That's basically how you fly a rocket, right? So <laughs> in a, in a <laughs> nutshell, that, uh, feels like we already
4: have the guy here. In, in a
0: nutshell, I'm I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> that's what it takes. So I'll look into it a little bit more. I'll okay. get a couple be, books
1: on telemetry. Would, and- you are the guy that we have around that we can say, we had a guy who got accepted to Harvard. True. Record. Boom. It would be cool if, hey, I've got a fucking astronaut here, too. Yeah, yeah that would
3: be. I'll look, look into it. The
2: only issue is. He the, also.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Might have to uh, yeah. pull him down. How high will you be the
1: first time you head to space? Oh. oh. Okay. So, well, uh,
0: you actually have to stay sober when you're calculating your telemetry. I don't want to you know, end uh, up in a fucking up. different I, solar system true. or something.
1: I kind of just want to be like the 95-year-old that was with Bezos. yeah, so oh, yeah. Just
3: floating around. Yeah. No, yeah. So I looked it up. What potentially might have been off a little bit on the telemetry, which is not good. For space travel, what? telemetry is the data that travels from a spacecraft to Earth. It can give information about the ship's position and heading. Exactly. So we were on the right. Path. So, so, it's all you, about telemetry. So
1: you'll be the town crier of the spaceship when you to right. te- 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 so to telemetry, telemetry to okay. send a message back down to Houston. So who's calling the slingshot then? Not him. He is not. Houston. I mean, no, Houston is. Yeah. Yeah. Houston's
3: normally got. But them.
1: it's not him though. They-, they will call him though. I think <laughs> to tell him right, to tell thing. everybody hey, set your
3: telemetry <laughs> as. Follow. I was doing
1: yes. a shot. so that's what it is it's conversation from space to Houston it's basically it's
3: like, telling them the position and heading that they're going which we had we had talked about okay. yeah
1: but I if you ever get to do that with your um, telemetry mm-hmm. I'd like to be the um, you know inconvenient just person that paid to be there floating around Maybe strapped in right next to me that'd be awesome you that'd got be it. so cool thanks for all your hard work hey you bet good I work I can't believe we're going to space I, I know it's going to be awesome yeah thanks Ty hey. oh yeah that's astronaut. let You know. You see that uh I didn't get to watch the video or hear the video, but I saw clips of it. The flight attendant that uh that uh wrapped that guy oh, yeah. Oh yeah. saw that. What a stud. What was his name? He was training today. Oh, uh, his name was—he was trending this morning because he got caught up with the news and told the retold the story, and he's like one of the best storytellers in the history of Earth. Really, oh. he was trending this morning when I woke up six a.m. No big deal. Was going to go golf, fell back asleep. Saw this guy trending, didn't watch the video or hear the video because it was too early, so I kind of missed out on it. But that's what you guys are gonna have to do when I'm floating around in space. All right, you got to the tape. Yeah, you're gonna have to take me tape down. down. Yeah, because and... I'm going want to swim around. Of course. <laughs> uh, let's go to Olympic talk. Hell oh, yeah.
3: And hey, by the way, when that happens, yeah. when you when you text the group at six a.m., yeah. I go, oh fuck, I gotta get up and get in the shower. Oh, don't worry so about So if you it. could
1: Yeah, I'll give you a heads up false on alarm. What's, what's the plan. <laughs> I didn't fall back asleep, but I was not doing anything that time. <laughs> So I apologize, that's on me. The um the the World Games this morning though, I did get to watch because of what we are talking yeah, about yeah. right now. Uh, Gable Dan Stevenson. Hey. Oh. Whew, hey, 275 pounds they're saying this, dude. He does round-off backflips. Yeah. Floating backflips, by the way. Like, absolute dead body, straight body. Have to be so explosive to get up that high. He won the gold medal today in his first Olympics. In a buzzer beater takedown with 6.5 seconds left in the match, the guy from Georgia, who was massive and large, who had a lead, gave up a quick two points whenever he was up four with like 20 seconds left. Then at 6.5 seconds, they reset this thing. Gable, Dan, Stephen had six and a half seconds to get a takedown to win this thing. And literally, he dances around this guy for five and a half Uh seconds. Uh Takes him down with a half a second. You see the ref put up the two points, and all of a sudden, it's Olympic gold medalist. Sorry about it, pal. Get the fuck out of here. Yes. We got a guy. Mm-hmm. We got the guy. This guy is a heavyweight superstar. I guess he loves WWE as yep. well. I assume he's going to come in and absolutely slaughter it. He has a picture with Paul Heyman if he wants to. Will he get into the UFC? He's explosive, fast. Seems to be dancing and dosy doing on these other people that are the best in the world. And he's electrifying. I'm fuck I would love watching that. I actually sat up in the bed. Let's go. I didn't know what happened. I didn't know exactly how or why he won, but I did see the hand go up, Mm -hmm. and I saw him start celebrating. I was like, I thought we lost, and then it was almost like that Taekwondo situation Mm -hmm. where points were just getting added in there, but fucking hey, let's go, Gable. He was awesome. I may have been a little premature
0: saying that I was done with the World Games because, yeah, this was fucking awesome. I mean, this was incredible, and then we also just, you know, we just had the Canada and Sweden women's game. Like, the Olympics still have juice. That was one of the sweetest things I've ever seen. Like, for him to, because it it really was. When when the two went up I think there were like two tenths of a second left. I don't know how that works, like, if the if the ref delays a little bit and doesn't get it up in time, if it doesn't count. I mean, like, I, I feel like you don't see that
1: in wrestling hardly ever. Okay, you went to Iowa, so I think you are around the wrestling culture. I went to,
0: like, a lot of wrestling, you know, Iowa wrestling meets in college. You know, he's a Minnesota
1: guy. People actually do that, right? That is something oh, that yeah. happens. Like, in Iowa, you go to the wrestling Oh, meets. yeah, like,
0: sellout. Like, 18,000, 20,000 people in there.
1: Okay, so you probably know more about the culture than any of us do, right? I mean, I'm from... The town with Kurt Angle. Right. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? But I ain't never got in there and did anything. Yeah, I mean,
0: I didn't wrestle. I, I played basketball instead. But, like, you know, I mean. Is shit. That,
1: a, that, that doesn't happen often, I don't think. What just happened or does it? I have uh, no idea. I've I'd
3: been in the women's side this morning to someone on the U.S. They were going to get gold. But then I believe it was a wrestler from China who did basically the same thing and got her back and won it.
1: With, like, a half yes. a
3: second? Yes, So this is something that happens on the run. You do, you do. You I don't do know, see it, because
0: you know. I do remember, you know, like, watching the state tournament, like, there is, you know, strategy where, like, if you're down four, you shoot for a takedown, you let the guy up, and then you have to shoot for another takedown quick. So, like, that stuff, that does happen. But I don't know if I've seen a guy, you know, like, basically get around and then get like, get side control and back control like that with, you know, a tenth of a second and, left and to I, win.
1: And I think old Gable Dan Steveson, I think he was pitching a shutout all the way through. I think. I'm not 10%. He dominated. He won eight seven, right? That was the final. Yeah. He but he dominated every single Oh, before before off. that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He
0: dominated oh, yes. every He tech falled yeah. one guy, I know which Ten I, run. I, he had ten he, run to yeah, him in two yeah, minutes or and, whatever. And I
1: think that's I don't think that's very common in the Olympics. Uh, I saw Dake uh yeah, he bronze, did bronze, right? Yeah, I, I don't know if he won the bronze. He had to wrestle somebody to compete for the bronze. And he ragdolled ten he ten runned them. Yeah. It just oh, so quickly. Yeah. It was but it was everybody's saying it was a letdown because he's thirty years old and it's his first Olympics. He's been a world champion multiple times. I don't know why he hasn't been in there and he wasn't uh wrestling for gold or whatever, but it looked like he didn't give a he was ragdolling this guy. I mean, it is wrestling's one of those where you, you don't play. Like you can go get God in there. Oh yeah. Like you can go get Big God time. in there. Big yeah. And that Georgia wrestler who's wrestling for A gold medal in the Olympics, let's assume pretty good. When he was trying to reach for Gable at the end, it looked like an old movie that looked like a joke almost. He swam around. Did you see his family in uh, Minnesota go crazy with his teammates and everything like that? Watching his dad watch, right? Because there's six and a half seconds left. It didn't seem like the dad had any doubt, almost, right. in the video. Mom loses her shit, I think. The rest, everybody goes crazy. I, I almost got up out of bed. I couldn't even imagine what the family feels like. We got a world champ, though. Yeah, that Not was incredible. incredible. Yeah. And yeah, like you
0: awesome. said, who knows what, it, you know, UFC, WWE, like, I, he's, got, he's got a lot of options.
1: Yeah, he'd probably just do a show, too. It sounds like he is electric. Yeah. Uh, speaking of electric, there was once a show we listened to on a regular basis, and then it got canceled.
4: Uh, Fuck!
1: What's that all about? Bullshit. It doesn't yeah. make Rapids. sense. The show is called Rap Sheet and Friends. And we haven't heard Rap Sheet talk to his friends in some time, yeah. months. Ages. The the original theory was conspiracy was, "Hey, maybe Rap Sheet doesn't have any more friends." Oh, that was a thought. So that's why Rap Sheet Hey, eh, friends, if I'm speaking in French. Mm-hmm. Had, if you don't have the end friends anywhere, then it's just rap sheet. Really so maybe show. it's a rebrand. Yeah. Turns out that was not the case. He still has a lot of friends. He was just told that he doesn't have to do the show anymore, so he stopped doing it. Which we are bummed about, as are the millions. <laughs> <and> millions! <laughs> of people that used to listen to Rap Sheet and Friends. But you can hear and see this man on the NFL Network and on NFL.com. Ladies and gentlemen, insider. Ian Rappaport. you! Yeah. Yeah. What's up? Hey, We did think there was that going around that maybe Rap Sheet didn't have and friends anymore. So that's why they had to end the show. You said you were just told not to do it anymore. That's good news. We're pretty proud of you, actually.
5: Yeah, I mean, I would say the reason I named the show that was just so people would know that I had friends. Like, just, you know, all they do is see me in this little box every day. So just want to emphasize that, like, I have friends. But now that the show's on hiatus, I would say a pause. Maybe people don't know that I have friends now.
1: Oh, okay. Well you're right. You're a friend of our show, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Friend yeah. of our show. Yeah. It's pretty good. I like it. Yeah. That's,
5: that's that's for my resume. I'm just reeling, you have to excuse me, I'm reeling over here. I just got yelled at by Mike Vrabel during Titans practice, so Did he
1: have a dip is, in? Uh, did he spit on it? Did he have a dipping? Did he give a little hey hey rap, or, did he give you one of those? It was it was from very far away. Um so I don't know.
5: It was it was just about as loud as you could imagine. Someone screaming at someone uh, during practice. Nice. So that was a good time. What did you I do? What did you do? Jeez. I believe it appeared like I was talking to Taylor Luan, um as I was walking by, because oh. he is a uh, he's a rehabbing player, and rehabbing players are not allowed to talk to the media. I really was not talking to him, but Vrabel must have thought that.
1: Oh, um, what did Vrabel yeah. say? What did Vrabel say? This is all awesome. Vrabel's. Get ready for practice. Looks over, looks at Rap Sheet in his bright red shirt, by the way. And he's like this. He and Taylor already have a great relationship. I bet this was a hilarious dissection of you and Taylor. (laughs) I mean, he was definitely
5: watching me for a little bit. And then I tried to walk away a couple times. And then I just didn't. And then at some point, he was like, I'm going to make sure that you walk away very, very loud. And then we got back to running out. But it's been a pretty good
1: Titans play. Ah, uh, well. This is my life. Hey, by the way, I think Vrabel... Um every one of his former teammates are like hey that's a guy who uh if you need somebody ever for basically anything that's the guy you call so i'm happy you're on his bad side i think i'm on his good side i'm not 100 sure could be on a bad side with you because you're on my show now talking about the incident but let's move along uh you're down there in tennessee julio jones is he everything that we all thought he was going to be is he dominant down there how's Tannehill and he getting along
5: yeah when, when Julio's been on the field, he's been exactly what they thought. he hasn't been on the field much, and as you know, like as you get kind of older and older and more and more veteran, the amount of practice time you get sometimes can be less and less uh, So Ian, julio is
1: Ian yes those are called G days by the way, and if you bring those up, you might look like an incredibly cool dude all of a sudden say like hey G you- days is that because you're an o g yeah. Yeah, so it's like a G-day, yeah. Taking a G-day, yeah.
5: Well, he's taking a couple G-days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but it
5: doesn't matter because, you know, I mean, he didn't practice a ton with the Falcons last year either. He's going to be Julio Jones, and apparently, like, in meetings, he's really dialed in. He's worked a ton with Tannehill just on, like, what he likes, what the quarterback likes, how they can kind of work together. He just, you know, they're going to manage him all year. So there's going to be a, you know, I would imagine Wednesdays, but we'll see when. It's going to be up. Julio's not practicing again. Like, I don't get the sense anybody cares that much. Like, he's on the field on Sundays. He's going to be Julio Jones, and that's what they traded him for, not for
1: practice time. Are they having a (laughs) whistle-off? I do hear a lot of whistling.
5: Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying
1: to think of what. I'm period.
5: over here talking to you guys, so I don't know what's going on, but I imagine maybe someone else was talking to Taylor one, and everyone's. <laughs>
6: yeah,
1: that could be the case. Uh, we're talking to Ian Rapport, host of Rap Sheet and Friends, which is currently on hiatus. Uh, Ian, let's run around to another quarterback or another team. Uh, Lamar Jackson has missed eight days with COVID, and I guess. The original report was this is his second time getting COVID since he got it on Thanksgiving as well. And now that COVID and vaccinations are becoming a heightened issue, I think, and it's only going to grow, by the way. This is only going to grow, I think, as we roll nearer and nearer to season and potential fines being levied. How's that situation going? And what are the Ravens saying about it? I assume this isn't exactly a good time in the Baltimore Ravens facility.
5: No, and I mean, I was there a couple of days ago, and I think I was there the day after uh, he tested positive. And obviously, Lamar, based on the timeline, he's been out 10 days, unvaccinated. Um, I don't think anyone's thrilled. Uh, you know, when a quarterback is unvaccinated, and we dealt with this with Kirk Cousins, like it doesn't make anyone happy because, you know, it's hard enough to keep these dudes healthy. You know that. Like, quarterback's out. That's a significant thing. If a quarterback is unvaccinated, it's you know, there's a risk. Now, for Lamar Jackson, because he tested positive 90 days now, he's treated as someone who essentially has the vaccine um, just because he has the antibodies with getting it. But still, it's it's not what you want. And he was eligible to come back to practice today, but you have to continue to test negative a couple of times and the Ravens said today he's going to continue taking tests. So he's obviously not there yet. It's, it's not what anybody wants.
1: He said a lot there. But the one thing that really stuck out to me was the 90 day thing. Is that because he becomes an immunicorn because he got COVID yes. and yes. yes. Yes,
5: that's right. So basically,
1: you, I think you still test. I'm
5: or no, I, I think you still if you're unvaccinated, I think you still have to wear a mask. But you basically are it's out of be testing because you essentially got the vaccine, I guess the old fashioned way. So for ninety days you're basically good.
1: Okay, the old fashioned way. Hilarious. Okay, Ian. I like you're making uh vaccination and science jokes. Good for you if that <laughs> is um, that. Yeah. yeah. Is that something that they fear is potentially gonna backfire or when did that get implemented in the, was that always in the protocols? Yeah, that that was in the protocols last year. So, you know,
5: there was daily testing, but if a player had tested positive, he was out of daily testing because basically like you I guess science has figured out you can't get it within 90 days of having already got it. So, you know, you have to deal with COVID, which for some people is nothing, for some people is just terrible. Um, you know, the fact that Lamar is not back yet, maybe he has symptoms we don't know. We hope he survives. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's it does give you the 90 days after at least.
1: How come none of you guys ever wish like for his survival whenever you break this Jeez. news? Um,
5: I try to keep my personal feelings out of the breaking news. Uh, Now, sometimes when it's a horrific enough injury, you say something like how bad it is, like you feel bad for the guy, but... um,
1: Is any injury in the history shut down the entire world? Wait, say that again? Well, you said you feel bad for guys when they get devastating injuries, and uh, you'll say that or whatever. But for COVID, you guys announce somebody gets COVID and there's never like a hope he survives. You know, what's that all about? Yeah. No,
5: um, I do not say I hope he survives. I do hope he doesn't get that sick. Is that, I don't, I will say this as a blanket policy, I do not love faux sympathy on Twitter. It's not my, just like I'm not a big happy birthday guy, I'm not a big faux sympathy guy. Um, So I try to keep my, I will sometimes give private sympathy. Like, let's say I found out you were sick, I would not tweet. Um, oh, get well at Pat McAbee show. Like, hope you're hanging in there, brother. I would probably just text you.
6: That would be my method.
1: Okay, well, I'd respect that. But, I mean, I think with these players, potentially, forget it. Just, We'll continue to be the ones that yeah. hope for everybody's survival because you guys don't even care.
3: Maybe a little more faux sympathy. We'd have more friends for the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> how about
1: that? <laughs> Hey, even if they're faux friends, pal, you got to do what you got to do. Let's, um, let's move around last night's success in the NFL. Is that how everybody felt? Was there any cool stories from behind the scenes? Did any Hall of Famers hate each other? That Jerry and Jimmy Johnson moment was obviously a very beautiful one.
5: That was cool. I liked that moment. And, you know, seeing their relationship come together and kind of get back in the same page is nice. He's going to go in the ring of honor. Very cool. It also makes you think how unbelievably mind-numbing it is. That they broke up, like how is that, like how is that possible? That they ruined what would have been just an I mean, probably an incredible run. Uh, but I thought that moment was cool. Uh, you know, it's tough to know what you're seeing football wise, but it didn't seem like Dwayne Haskins had a very good game. You know, I know he's oh. like sort of a reclamation project a little bit for the Steelers, and you know their coaches really think they can get it turned around. It it looked okay, but I would not say great. Um, and Nobody got injured. Um, Chase Claypool fell on the ball. Everybody held their breath. He's fine. I feel like that's sort of the only thing that matters during these Hall of Fame games or preseason games anyway.
0: Hey, man. Ty, go ahead. Rap Sheet, this last week there were a lot of rumors that the Eagles might – be like very actively going after Deshaun Watson right now. And then Dr. Florio kind of refuted that. Have you heard anything about that? Like he's still at the Texans camp, just kind of hanging around doing whatever. Like, is is there a chance that he's actually going to get traded before the season?
5: Uh, I would say there is a chance. Is it likely? I, I don't know. Now here's where the situation is. If not practicing again today. You know, I would not be surprised based on what I know if he doesn't practice again. Like, honestly, like, what are we doing? Why have him out there? You know, like, what's the – you don't need a sideshow. And I know, you know, Nick Casario, the general manager for the Texans, kind of the way he deals with things, he does not really like added publicity for added publicity's sake. I think he'd much rather be under the radar. Um, So I don't know if you'll see Watson out there. The Eagles stuff, I mean, I know they're a team that would potentially be interested – I haven't got the sense anything is heated up at all, dialogue-wise, between the Eagles and Texans. Um, I know teams have been calling. I believe Casario has answered the phone and had some dialogue. I don't get the sense that anything is close or imminent or hot there at all. I mean, it seems like much more of a slow play. So when I see stuff like you know Eagles and Deshaun Watson heating up, you know, I I knew pretty quickly that that was not what was happening for a lot of reasons.
1: You're so cool, dude. Oh, yeah. How's that feel? You know, like to see stuff like yeah. that. And then us, whenever we see it, we're like, "Fo, awesome, dude. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like we, we are so happy about it. And then you read really it, you are like, nah, I don't think that's nah. the case at all. That has to be a lot of pressure, you know, heavy as the head.
5: I mean, I, I know you're slightly joking, but that part of it is one of the most annoying and most ridiculous parts of my job. I will never forget. Waking up, getting woken up by our news desk at like one in the morning when, do you remember when one of Jimmy Garoppolo's friends or something posted on his Instagram, like, it's been a good run, New England. Do you guys remember this? Yeah. And we thought he was getting traded and I had to call everyone at four in the morning to see if he was getting traded to the Browns. Like this one, I kind of knew that one. I did not know. And having to wake up everyone at four in the morning to see if
1: Jimmy Garoppolo really, in
5: fact, got traded and... There's fun parts of this job, but I cannot say that that night was one of
1: them. All right, so quick follow-up there. Whenever J.J. Watt was trolling everybody, were you just uh, awake at all times for that? <laughs> like waiting for a post, trying to pick apart what shirt he was wearing, and then him sending the mail for the merch to a friend of a friend's house to get to his house? I mean, he tried to keep that under wraps. What, were you trying to just blues clues that thing? Yeah, uh,
5: that whole thing was annoying. And I knew that i was not a huge fan yeah, of the
1: always. fact
5: that... Uh, I broke that he was, you know, I think he planned to announce his own release separation from the Texans and then I broke it. So I knew that he was going to do everything he possibly could to break his own news where he was going. Um, So so of course I was trying to So of course, oh boy So of course I was trying to uh, Is that Vrabes? No, that was William McGinnis. We were supposed to get him after
1: practice. I'm not so sure we're getting him now. But anyway um, Oh, because Mm -hmm. of you? I mean you pissed off oh. Vrabe's and oh. Willie McGinnis, dude. Yikes. Oh my oh, god! Rap. Hey, Jeez. moment of silence, please, yeah. for Ian Rappaport. Moments lost yeah. here. You're yeah. a dead man. <laughs> Not good. Yeah. Not good. <laughs> 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 hey, this is a great interview, though. Hey, you're doing okay. Yeah. Hey. And there's 31 other teams. Don't you worry about it. Hey, yeah, hey, right. hey, hey, hey don't worry Bye. about it. Hey, you'll be all right out there. Go ahead.
3: Hey, Rap. Uh, actually, I think the big story last night, like, what's going on with Dak? Like, there's starting to be some rumors that, like, they, the Cowboys might be lying to us about how serious his shoulder is.
5: Yeah, I, I don't think they're lying, but I do think that there's no need to rush anything. So that's what, you know, They, I think when an injury happens – Initially, they're like, a couple days, couple days should be fine. I think with this one, they were kind of like, hang on. Like, let's, this is our quarterback. We'd like him to play in a preseason game, maybe just one. So why are we rushing anything? You know, I, I think that's more what this is. Uh, it's a muscle. It's not like a ligament. It's not a tendon. It's really just a muscle pull. Um, and the fact that Dak acted so quickly and was like, hey, guys, something is wrong, probably saved them from major injury. So I think he's going to be fine. Uh, I think he's going to play week one. He's probably going to play in a preseason game. I just don't think there's any point in kind of rushing anything
1: i think he was clapping pretty hard he last was. night oh, yeah. so i mean wh- literally when i saw him clap i was like is this pre-record when did he record the clap because yeah. that is a pretty you I know mean, what I mean? pre-injury
5: pre-injury clapping
1: which by the way maybe jerry playing for that i i know he was not planning on putting jimmy in that ring of honor though last night until yeah. he was placed into jimmy's friend's house basically i mean that was a moment i don't know uh he handled it beautifully. Go ahead,
2: uh, Connor. Yeah, Rap sheet, uh, Walt Anderson is replacing Burt wow. on up in the officiating thing. Uh, is anything going to change or is it still going to be a dog shit process?
5: Um, I, I hope it is a really good, clear process. I mean, the main thing to me, like, you know, they make the decisions, they do the reviews, it is what it is. What I sort of want as, you know, someone who does this job but also a football fan, I want a quick explanation. That's kind of what I hope we get out of it and you know, they've had different people doing it for a while. Riveron did it then some other people have chimed in. Like, I just want to know why the rule was what it was um, and why they made the call they did. So I hope that the communication, not just to the teams and the game, but to the public increases. Uh, and, you know, guys like Walt Anderson have been explaining stuff to the public for years. So that's, yeah. that should help.
1: Yeah, he has been. He's been doing a fantastic job for decades, honestly. The, the thing that I took away from last night's game also about this entire process, that kind of made me feel better about it, and maybe you'll have more information on this than I will because literally I was introduced to it last night. They said there will be somebody there on premise, in the ear of the ref, to potentially expedite a easy call that they could change quickly, or somebody steps out of bounds or something like that. They can say, hey, ball's on 27, and they can just do that. That's massive. That's huge. That's the biggest news they should have led with that as opposed to the walt anderson yeah. stuff if we're going to be able to fix those little things quickly without coaches having to waste their challenges that's massive right how come we're not talking about that more
5: yeah actually i was in atlanta yesterday talking to a bunch of people but rich mckay the chairman of the competition committee and that was kind of his emphasis is how much faster and cleaner it's going to be like having someone there having the you know the, the quick easy ones where you, you don't have to spend two minutes like to figure out, like, oh, the guy clearly stepped on the sideline or not. Like, I do think that's going to be an emphasis. And so much of this now is just, you know, obviously it's making sure it's right, but just increasing the speed at which they decide things. Like, you know, I'm not a big tennis guy. I'm sure you are, but I'm, I'm really not. Check the, um, the way, As quick as they do replays, like, football should be able to do that. You know, like, he'll, I think that's what they're trying to do is get to a point where they can do everything quickly.
1: Well, they brought in that Hawkeye system, which is every angle – Uh, being able to be watched at the same time for the person making the call as opposed to TV producers controlling that, which I don't want to get angry about everything that I've watched and games that I've been a part of and who was potentially in charge of overturning maybe a call I hated or anything like that. But we're just going to think ahead that it's better now. Mm -hmm. Better now. It's better now. We don't need to dive back. It is much better uh, now. Ian, good luck over there. We appreciate you for joining us. Sounds like you're in some shit. I mean, it, it sounds like it.
5: We'll find out. Going to be an awkward rest of the day, but this is my life. I'll see you guys later. I think you just
1: go in there with a real firm handshake, and you say, listen, I apologize, Vrabes. Or maybe get that guy that just walked in behind you to maybe get the introduction there, because it seems like he's probably on a good basis with... uh, Vrabes is an intimidating guy. Willie McGinnis, too. He is one of the largest humans I've ever seen in real life. He has... The entire hourglass yeah. mm-hmm. shape or whatever. Stacked all, all up. Right good luck out there, Digga hey, E-Rapport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking the thought of rabes just standing there. Probably, maybe even with his punching glove or boxing gloves on. Mm-hmm. Massive. Massive. Oh yeah. Just standing over there. Probably forced to let NFL Network in.
2: Because sure. the NFL
1: network is a part of that. So it might not even be a part of when the media is out there normally, like the local media or whatever. He probably might be forced to have Ian in there because he's with NFL network. William McGinnis, old friend. Okay, we're close. We're coming yeah. through. Anyway, we can do that. Yeah, only rule is you can't talk to any of the injured especially that fucking guy right there, mm-hmm. Rapport, right the inside. Can't talk to any of the injured players. Oh, no problem. Do whatever yeah. you want to do. Walk around the field. Do what you got to do.
2: Fucking Fridge just sitting
1: there. He's not doing that. Get the fuck off the field <laughs> yeah. just He said he yelled across the field yeah. And then he went up close and was yelling louder Than anybody He said anybody's been yelled at That means the entire team What's that? Oh no I got an update
5: You guys hear me?
6: Yeah hey,
5: Just want to let you know That the guys were messing with me
1: Interview is not off What? <laughs> Yeah. Hey, maybe no. hey, hey, let's hope you get a good Vrabes in there too. Maybe Vrabes will take off on either. <laughs> yeah. All right, where can we watch this interview at? Is that on NFL now or? Uh, I would
5: say uh, on NFL Network in about 20 minutes?
1: All right, Tune cool. In. We'll check the awkwardness, man. Good workouts. Our way to be a professional.
2: That a boy,
1: tell Willie I ain't doing that fucking
2: <laughs> yeah. can see Rabel just picking him up by the collar and just tossing him out I of I saw Rabel this morning camp.
3: he couldn't help himself. Bud Dupree first day back at practice he had his hands all over Bud. They were going at each other.
2: Hey you're back huh? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah Let's fine. go. Get, I love like people everybody's giving MCDC right? Like yeah. this uh, you know a lot of attention because he's wearing you uh, IndyCar helmets to press conferences. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) that shirt is available now at store.patmegavishow.com. It is one of Foxy's favorites. I think I've never seen a kid light up like it's Christmas morning. (laughs) That whenever that shirt... How can you not? Look at this thing. (laughs) That's my head coach. For now. That is your head coach. But MCDC, you know, non-kneecaps and Mm -hmm. everything. He's wearing helmets, everything like that. I, I don't think anybody talks about... You know and he's been very successful, and it's kind of gone on the radar because I think he doesn't give a fuck at all about any of the any of it. Vrabel is one of those, like, hey, culture. Oh, yeah, here we go. Big time, he's in there. And I asked, and who knows what Taylor Luan and his relationship is, those are two you know big dogs in the history of the NFL I think they're obviously but the way they talk about it is like Vrabes is in the locker room but he's like the guy in the locker room who has to make the decision like he is the guy in there and he gets along with everybody but Vrabes is not given enough credit for his coaching run thus far his style in which he does it and also the fact that he would beat the fuck out of every other coach in the NFL if they had to get into a fight
0: yeah I mean we've had you know AJ's I think has, you know, like worked out with him at like Ohio State related stuff and he said like he could still he could still play now, probably.
1: Now, this might I don't know if this is a true story or not. Okay, so I don't want that to be taken as such. This is just like kind of the folklore of rapes. I heard dude can smoke an entire pack of cigarettes while going through an entire cardio conditioning (laughs) (laughs) in the NFL. That's Holy what I've God, heard. I mean, That's
2: unbelievable Might be Jesus Christ himself there. Yeah I've heard, yeah, I've, heard I've
1: heard this I've heard Now I don't know if it's true I've never I don't think Frames and I Have ever met each other in person We we do know each other Via the internet or whatever And through mutual people That know each other I don't know him Close I've heard that guy Can go ahead and slam Whatever he wants until about 3 4 a.m. And then, if there's a 4.30 workout, guess who's winning the sprints? <laughs> guess who's lifting more weights? And guess who's doing that? That's what I, I've heard. Vrabes is like freak nature, the man's <laughs> yeah. man. Like, I, I've heard like Vrabes is the man's man. And then you watch these coaching videos, and it's like, That's probably the case. Mm -hmm. And that's the type of guy that could lead a group of men to a a promised land. Just like MCDC has, I'm not saying they're the same way, but just like MCDC has his way and his vision of motivating people, there is always, any different style of coaching that works is cool. But there's a lot that don't. I think Vrabes is working. We're going to find out if MCDC does. Uh, But I'm excited to kind of the future of coaching and how there's so many. Listen to Staley. Whenever Staley came on the show, it was almost like he's just like, like, Pat, you know, like, I like to do this. Like, like he's in the locker, like in the quarterback room. Like, he's one of the quarterbacks of the team, but he's also the head coach. There's just – I think there's going to be an evolution on how people coach. And I think the MCDC thing, although it is abnormal, I'm sure there will be more in that vein of like, hey – this is what I am. I'm going to have a good time out
0: here. Well, and they kind of just generally stop talking. Like, with Vrabes, like, they're good, right? So it's like, okay, you don't need to, like, look into it too much. Like, if MCDC goes out there and they suck, then people will be like, hey, you know, like, he's he's a meathead, he's a clown. But people don't do that with Vrabel because they're all, like, he's good. He's proved that, like, hey, I can do shit my way and we'll still win.
1: Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills. Let's go back a sentence or two. Okay, okay. When you, when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell yeah. That's true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Ha! Huh? Lasts a long
2: time. Big up, big up, big it up. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. Pete Alonzo at the, all, yes. at the Home Run Derp. Boom, right. dingers.
2: <laughs> Downtown.
1: Bingo. A lot of conversation last hour on YouTube.com forward slash The Pat McAfee Show about the Hall of Fame game last night. Ooh. Have to hit it once again. Congrats to the Steelers undefeated. Wow. All wow. wow. your free Steelers. Uh, What you saw out of Matt Canada's offense, Tone digs, a lot of jet sweeps, a lot of movement, a lot of action. Dan Orlovsky said on this show that if you're an offensive play caller that isn't utilizing every single inch of space that the field has to offer, you are doing your team a disservice. With the way offenses are now and with the way there is a, a, a schematically space Creation makers, basically, uh, with how the rules are and with RPOs and the speed and what defense can do and what defense can't do. It is insane right now. It looks like you guys are about to speed up. Things are about to get real fast in Pittsburgh. That's got to feel pretty good as a lifelong Pittsburgh Steelers fan who saw them go 11-0 and last year, then run the same exact plays for the rest of the season, and everybody knew what it was, and not be able to do anything. The change will be good, right?
3: Yeah, it's going to be much better. As you know, we've had potentially the worst offense coordinator of the league, Randy Marsh, for the last few
4: years. Whoa! There was some competition, my friend. No, there was no there Randy was Marsh might actually be better.
3: <laughs> no, there was not. I promise you that. But... That Jan Gailey, is that what you said, Nick?
4: No, Dick said Randy Marsh, who is the dad from South Park.
3: (laughs) 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 Randy Fickner was his actual name. Um,
1: Oh, (laughs) I see what you're saying.
3: So during his time, Steelers ran play action 12% of the time, which is by far the lowest in the NFL. During camp, from the reports that I'm seeing, they're up over 25% of the time. So we'll get a little play action. They did a lot of motion, a lot of movement last night. They were just like – Years past, they were just saying, Hey, Ben, guess what the defense is doing? Because we're not going to move anybody on our side to give you an idea.
1: But then it's- Ben would also be telling the defense what they're going to do, right? And that's something that came out. Oh, so yeah. uh, corner came out and said, Ben Roethlisberger was actually telling, me what the, guys were telling the wide receivers, Hook, <laughs> yeah. run a button hook. Correct, because- <laughs> seven, seven, run a seven. And <laughs> the corner had to act as if he could not hear what Ben was saying. And the first time, I guess he probably tested it, was like, yeah, is yeah. That, oh, oh, shit. It is. And then he goes to the sideline, everybody play it cool. Everybody play cool, but Ben will tell the wide receiver what route. That really, It was backyard football. It was backyard football for a long, long time, and Ben loved throwing. That's why everybody was like, Ben's a quarterback. Ben's going to want to throw the ball. Ben's the one running the offense. I think last night we saw that even if Ben wants to run the offense, there's going to be a lot of shit already Mm -hmm. in the plays that are vastly different. And uh, I'll be excited to see Ben have to pre-snap, post-snap, and do that entire thing like a lot of other quarterbacks have done for a long time. My
3: optimism is it can't get any worse. It's not going to get worse than what it was the last few years, and it wasn't that bad. Last year at the end of the season was bad. He was hurt the year before that, and it was very bad for the offense. But the year before that, he led the league in passing. So it'll be fun to see what Ben does. We'll talk
1: to – Ben has been very successful. He'll be a Hall of Famer. I mean, there is – he's just always had things around him that make you go, ah,
3: okay. What the hell's going on? He's gotten rid of those, though.
1: Yes, allegedly, completely. He was cracking
4: jokes last night. He was having a great time on the Yeah, he the was sidelines. there.
1: I saw him laughing. He was watching the game, too. The uh, yeah. Whenever yeah. he was getting interviewed, he kept turning away from the mic because he wanted to watch the boys play. And that's a good teammate, Ben Rollins. That's right. So. Second
4: yeah. year after Tommy Yawn. Always your best, my friend. In baseball world. Yes, sir. Just in general. He uh, was saying that last night, too.
1: He said, I thought I was good until I saw what I was this year, and I realized, oh, I'm much, much better. I, the Everything that happened around the game last night, like, for instance, the plays themselves, not yeah, the yeah, players. Yeah. Right. The plays themselves. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, shit, okay, that's a little bit different there. I think you're going to have to get, like, those plays work with the 4-2 Four one. You guys got Chase running. What's Chase? Chase four three?
3: Chase is a four three. He's a big body four three. Deontay's quick. That's probably who'll be most of those guys.
1: The the Mason Rudolph fumble lie a fumble Ruski. man
3: uh espn uh already put michael parsons into the hall of fame because he fell on the fumble of that play i mean he's already making a difference on that defense
1: bra fire play yeah dude <laughs> please relax okay he was right there and it's not easy to uh recover a fumble joe judge did it in the mud last year he did that's right and uh you know that kind of set the tone there for the giants in the way they're going to build that whole thing. But it's not easy. to. He made a play. He had to be nervous, too. First drive, yeah, right fell, a lot of pressure. They're saying he's going to be a guy guy. He gets a fumble recovery first play. Here we go. Some guys just make plays. That's, right. That's what some guys do. Mike Parsons is one of them. Let's talk about the Giants, because this is fascinating. Uh, Joe Looney wasn't the only one that retired, turns out. No really? way. Yeah. So Joe Looney, immediately after um, the lap fight, hundos, push-ups thing yeah. that happened to everybody on the team uh, because there was a fight that Danny Dimes ended up in the bottom of it. Joe Looney, 30-year-old, been around the NFL a long time, says, you know what? I have a lot of respect for Jason Garrett. Why I ca- Coach, sorry. I have a lot of respect for <laughs> right. Coach Jason Garrett. That's why I came here. But I don't think my body can do it anymore. And we took it immediately as... Okay, so he was somebody that got there a couple of days before this entire event, and he was looking around wondering why nobody else was saying anything about the push ups and pads at the end of practice or whatever, you know? So he retires. He says, I'm out of here two more players I guess just see you later we're getting out of there so yeah. Joe Judge is going to run his team how he's going to run his team and the New York Giants needed an entire culture shift to get back to the once glorified days that they had when Coughlin was winning with Eli Manning in the boys mm-hmm. they've had McAdoo they've had an entire situation over there they benched Eli they brought Eli back there's been a lot of situations where the Giants have not been fantastic when they once were so much so that their owner actually came out and said I'm tired to fucking tell them people why we stink i don't want to do it anymore so they invest in the off season they bring people in a couple of the older guys realize this isn't for me they're leaving but if joe judge wins none of this matters i can't stress that enough that as long as joe judge gets a culture that wins none of this none of this matters the players have come out and said like if you don't want to be here don't be here now that's not always necessarily the case especially when people's lives and families are it, you know, doing things and food on the table and everything. It's not like for some people, but I got the message as hey, there's gonna be people that either buy in and there's people that don't. That happens everywhere, by the way. There's some people that can't buy into a nonchalant type building because they don't like that lack of just super discipline accountability. There's people that can't fit into a lot of places. If Joe Judge wins, none of these retirements matter. If Joe Judge loses, though, all of these things are gonna get talked about forever as the Giants continue to make bad decisions, just like what has happened in Detroit Lions mm-hmm. or organization if he wins it's cool if not he'll lose everybody and it won't matter i'm happy he's at least going in there sticking to his guns but they're gonna to have to see results or you're gonna see a lot more of that from potentially good players not wanting to be around
0: anymore. okay so that's what i was kind of gonna ask is this more indicative of just like he runs a tough camp and these guys who are retiring who like you mentioned they're older guys but they're probably like fringe roster guys anyway so see, it's tough like
1: camp is an interesting way because tough camps can happen in an assortment of ways The sprints, push-ups thing right, is is very – for something that maybe a 35-year-old man had nothing to do with. And he's right back on his peewee football field where he is doing something. And if you listen to anybody who's ever – at least I have – there's some people, I guess, that have gone to bat for this because it is a precedent setter or whatever, and you're going to get your players in there. And if they buy in, which nobody told him to go fuck himself whenever he said it, if they buy in, which is what I got out of that situation, you're do whatever you got to do as long as you win. But there had to have been guys, and I think we're very clearly seeing it, mm-hmm. who whenever they were told to get down and do push-ups after running hundos after practice or whatever, were like, all right, man, I'm not a fucking 12-year-old. Sorry. I'm not doing this anymore. But the guys that will stay, hopefully, will win is what Joe Judge is dreaming about. But that Belichick coaching tree is one where it's tough. If you don't have success, it's tough to win over and have people buy into something if you don't have success. So Joe Judge knows that. He's going to have to win early.
2: And two offensive linemen retiring, is that because like Nate Selder is the elder statesman in that room and they're asking him, like, hey, can you change this? But because he does come from the Belichick camp, that it's like, hey, this is how it needs to be. I don't think Belichick stink. is making them do
1: push-ups and pads. No. Okay, so, uh, listen, a tough camp. Yeah. I I don't, I I think we cannot, I Mm -hmm. don't like the narrative being painted that, oh, Joe Judge is running a tough camp. Bruce Arians runs, like, one of the toughest camps. Historically, I don't know about this year. They said (laughs) it has been hot as hell or whatever, but there's a lot of tough camps that happen. This one is the potential, the culture, the way he's trying to build it with, hey, this type of thing. In his ways, accountability is earned in, kind of built through punishment and stuff like that there's other places that run a tough camp that don't feel it's that way bob sala obviously came right. out and said like right. you hope accountability is self-governed as opposed to being forced which is what every culture is trying to build but once again none of this matters if joe judge wins none of it at all but if they lose we're gonna have to talk about it what's up to well the
3: thing with them like o-line's been their kind of weakness for the last years and this dude's started every game that he's been healthy since 2014 like You'd assume he would have had some impact on the Giants team this year.
1: How about him potentially asking after the entire thing? And we don't know. We don't know. No. We don't know any of this. But imagine this guy that retired here. Every game started since 2014 after the push-ups thing. Because he's an offensive lineman too, so he's not going to like – Maybe that's a broad brush, but normally your offensive linemen aren't going to be the ones to say, hey, fuck you, in the middle of, you know what I mean? Like, they are going to buy in. I wonder if there was an afterwards, hey, hey coach, like, I understand what you're doing, but next time, can you say, like, if you have more than, if you're over the age of blah, 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 you don't have to do push-ups, everybody else does. Like, there is a split sometimes of, if you have this many years in a league, you can do this. If not, you have to do this. Like, that has happened. And, uh, no, everybody does it. Got it. Where are those retirement?
3: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, he was in uh, Houston the last three years, so he was with Billy O. Stooge, who is a Belichick disciple. So it's like... Are you used to this already? Is it different? Or? Okay, so
1: that's the that's once again the tough yes. camp thing. The yeah. push ups is I think where everybody's like, what God. are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing here? You know, like that is. It, and I might be mistaken. I don't. I don't speak for everybody ever. But when I heard that, I started. I laughed. You know, like I was like, all right, get it going. But it, I was very impressed that nobody in the moment said. You know, even if it's somebody that shouldn't say something, like I'm very impressed that nobody said, no, we're not doing it or whatever. That should bode well. But it does sound like there were some people that were not exactly thrilled, maybe with not just that, but everything going on, retiring next day. It's a big story. It's a big story right now, especially with what's going on in Las Vegas as well. Yeah, The Raiders have had like five people retire in the
2: last two weeks. Mm -hmm. Four uh, execs uh, quit as well or resign, I
1: guess. What the hell is going on over there?
2: That is something that uh, people have been, you know,
1: kind of pointing their, their finger at a little bit. They're saying, hey, something is uh, running amok out there yeah. in Las Vegas. <laughs> the Raiders have had three players, Theo Riddick, linebacker James... Onwalu... What up, Boos? And tackles Sam Young, retire over the last week. Running backs coach Kirby Wilson abruptly retired a few weeks before camp. Team president Mark Bedane abruptly resigned last month. Not sure what that's all about. I think the CFO and he is EVP or something yeah. like that also. What is going on in Las Vegas? The timing of it is interesting. Yeah. This is all pretty near training camp. So did something happen? Was there a meeting? Why is everybody bailing out? And... Uh, are the Raiders going to stay?
2: What's going Uh-oh. on? Uh, Feels like they might. No. Is Gruden nah. also just saying, hey, look, I need to be the team president. I need to be the CFO. CFO. Fuck, <laughs> I might play running back this year. I need to get some time as well.
1: We do forget that there are some situations where that happens, where even if you're not having the most amount of success, you start taking on more responsibilities and more jobs. Billy O'Brien. <laughs> Yeah. Was not only the head coach, the general manager, the director of scouting, but he also ran the custodial mm-hmm. department. Department. Head he of did. contracts. And head of contract. He was also lead counsel. Yeah, Game
0: day experience guy. Yeah, he did. Boom. He
1: was the one that actually they uh they have a bunch of flames that come out. Yep. Yeah. Bill O'Brien 3D printed the thing that the they but that's what was happening down there. The, right. The, the the torch. Insane. They were not winning. He was picking up more jobs and more jobs and more jobs, probably because Maybe there is an ineptitude everywhere or he wanted to go down on his sword or on his shield if he had to. Maybe that's what's happening with Gruden. Maybe Gruden's there. Mayock's still out there, though. Yeah, and They still got, what, seven years into that 10-year deal? Oh, yeah. A lot of time. <laughs> yeah. they, still got, they can go through two different, two more quarterbacks if they want to with that 10-year, 100-some-million-dollar deal to get him out of the Monday Night Football booth. I don't know what the Raiders are going to do. I have no idea what they look like going forward. I don't know why all these people are retiring. But I know that... Gruden's going to turn over every single stone and try to find some success. That's right. They're
4: only favored in six games all year long. And I think that'll be less by the time we get to the season start.
1: Well, Gumpy's doing a little punditry there on the film he's watched out of the Raiders. The thing about the Raiders is they win games that you never expect them to win, though. Because I think the narrative outside of the Raiders fan base, and I don't want to, hey, I apologize to the Raiders fan base that I potentially upset. Uh, before whenever I thought Derek Carr was was a dead man. But I think the narrative is like, oh, they stink. I think there is a narrative that that is not a good football team. But then you watch them play, and it's like, damn, this team is actually humble. This team is very talented. They're very good. They win games they're not supposed to win. They're in the Chiefs division, which is an absolute nightmare. But still, I don't know why it doesn't ever click
4: over there. They almost beat the Chiefs twice last year. They beat them in KC, and then they had them on the ropes at home. Yeah, they're over under six and a half wins.
1: See, I would bet the over on that just because the Raiders win so many games and you go, why the hell, what are the Raiders doing? And then you look at a score and they lose. It's like, what happened to the Raiders there? I, I just... I don't really understand the Raiders much. All the retirement and turnover behind the scenes, I don't know what that's all about. Either. That can't be good for the entire environment. That's crazy,
0: too, especially considering, like, they have the new stadium now. They didn't get to have fans in it last year. Like, you'd think it would be maybe, like, a good time to be in that, like, an exciting time to be in that front office or whatever. But it seems like their MO every year is, like, they'll start 6-2 and two or 6-3, and three and people will be talking about them. And then you check however many weeks later, and it's like, oh, the Raiders went 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah, They just choked down the stretch.
1: What? And there was a... They, had this one trip i think they played in london and then they they had this incredible it was a very long road and everybody's just saying who cares you know who cares like that is tough when the schedule is difficult your recovery is much different (laughs) than everybody else's. like is there's a chance that that works against you but everybody's got to deal with some sort of shit i don't know why that is if maybe the president or whoever that stepped down yeah maybe they decided like all right the last thing i'm going to do is i'm going to get the team to las vegas get the stadium done mm-hmm. cuz that is a massive oh, yeah.
0: massive ordeal and it said that guy had been an employee since like the early 90s started oh, as like a driver and then worked his way up yeah to- so
1: maybe the, that maybe it's not like they're retiring cuz they don't like what's going on maybe they're like hey i feel like i feel like it's time for a new and maybe we're just judging this in a negative light because it seems like it's all happening very close to an uncomfortable time for it to happen for a football team these are types of things you'd like to potentially happen way before the the business season actually starts, but I mean, you got retirements in New York, you got retirements in Vegas, and you got Jerry Jones doing whatever the fuck he wants all the time. Yes. <laughs> hey, we're going to get a lot of Jerry this weekend, I think. Oh whole yeah. oh, yeah.
2: oh, yeah. year. Hopefully, this is a very good uh, indication of what we're <laughs> oh, yeah, going to get nuts. from the Cowboys. Yeah, especially with Hard Knocks coming.
1: Out I am. So- Did you hear Mike McCarthy? He said, uh, Lombardi's heavier than you think it is. <laughs> and it, it was a hard knocks, uh, like, teaser clip. It's him in a team meeting. And he's going, "This is what it's about. You know, he, he said, by the way, it's heavier than you think it is or something like that. It was, And once you, once you taste it or do it or something, there's nothing else in the world, he said, basically. And it's like, that's the only reason why we're here. And by the way, every coach has some iteration of that speech every year because if you're in the NFL – aside from just making money to live and survive and have a great life for you and your family because you've dedicated your entire life to a sport, basically. There is the, hey, there's going to be 31 teams at the end of this that are going to be not happy. There's 31 teams. There's obviously more teams now that they've expanded the playoffs who will maybe have bonus games and bonus checks and get close. But there's only one team that's going to win. Everybody else fucking sticks. Everybody needs to know that. Every coach that doesn't win is going to go home miserable. Like that is just how it goes. That's how coaches are. And that whole motivation, inspiration in training camp and those team meetings by the coaches, that's a massive part of the season. Like That's kind of setting the course for everything. And I think that's why I enjoy Hard Knock so much because he's a friend of the show now. But when I saw Hugh doing an interview after he jumped in uh, the Lake oh, Erie upper, oh, yeah. and he said, uh, I know I'm going to win here. And as soon as I heard him say that one sentence on Hard Knock, I think it was the first scene, I know I'm going to win here, I was like, All right. Probably not. (laughs) You know, because, like, coaches are the biggest we, us, our... This needs to happen. Like, that is what coaches are. Now, obviously, there's different ways that coaches do things. But when I heard that, I thought to myself, like, oh, it's probably going to be difficult for an entire team to listen whenever he's saying stuff like that publicly. And he has a one in 31 record or something like that. It's, it's all about, you know, trying to motivate and find the, the greatness in everybody. And Joe Thomas said he was motivated by Hugh. And I'm not saying anything like that. But I'm just saying that first couple days of camp that we get to see on Hard Knocks, I think is massive for me in finding. what type of coach the person is in big fucking mic being mic'd up all training camp one year removed from being in his basement i mean let's go i can't wait to learn about old old pittsburgh yenzer mccarthy yeah
0: it's gonna be must see tv no question about it i think he might be right up there with like rex ryan in terms of like you know the best (laughs) like personalities they've had on there and it was awesome that they were in the hall of fame game last night so i assume on Tuesday, mm-hmm. whenever it premieres, we'll get some you know good footage of that as well. Jerry peacocking around, you know. I mean it's it, it's it's going to be awesome.
1: Oh yeah, the behind the scenes of yeah. Jerry yeah, yeah, and yeah. Jimmy.
0: Right. That scene after. I would assume that will be on the show on Tuesday.
1: Cliff I would for, guess. Good for hard Hard knocks has gone. They've they've had a couple years where it wasn't great, right? Oh last, yeah, last yeah, year. Last year yeah. wasn't great. I didn't like the two team thing. Was that last year? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I kind of stunk. Well, and with it?
0: COVID too, it kind of just yeah, we were down at the house.
1: Yeah, the access probably not as good. And I, by the way, we need not judge NBC as hard as we have been for these Olympics things. Why do that? that? What do you mean? Because as I was watching a game that I thought was potentially live for the gold medal and it was not, it was actually a previous game for the semifinal and they had no graphics on the screen at all to tell me what game this fucking was that I was watching. No. Sure. And I was trying to do the math on time, and it could have been a morning game over there, actually, with the time I was mm-hmm. watching it. I'm like, how come there isn't a single graphic on this screen to be like, hey, this is the Olympic semifinal fucking game. It's our basketball team taking on Australia. I guess I could have known better. All right, I understand. But I happened to just turn it on middle of the game. I actually had to call Connor. I was like... <laughs> Why aren't you watching this fucking game? We're going for goal. That was the semifinal game. I'm like, of course it was. Of Of course it was. I hang up the phone and then I watch for five minutes. I'm like, are they going to say any time in here? Because there wasn't a single graphic on there, not a single mention of it. The only thing that there wasn't was the live thing, which I guess is the only thing that that really. That's the only tell. That's the only tell is that whole thing. They wouldn't even fuck. There's no graphic. They don't have a graphics department. And then I thought to myself, they probably weren't allowed to bring over. As many people as they had once planned, uh, because of COVID, so maybe those back end jobs that none of us know about—the Zitos, the Foxys, and everything like that—those jobs might have got cut more than other people because they had to save for on air talent. You think? Or- uh, I don't know because oh. I don't
0: think those people would be on site anyway. They'd be back at you know NBC's headquarters. No way, not that
1: far <laughs> away. Apparently not
0: far everything away. not that far. Apparently away. everything's <laughs> a
4: lot harder than we think it is.
1: Well, Gumpy. You're right. I mean, everybody explains how hard everything seems to be. Uh We do it every fucking day.
0: It's just such a massive production. It happens once every four years. So I feel like you can't like they you have so much time to like make sure stuff like that doesn't happen. That's what's so mind boggling is it's like, hey, it's not like they have another show in two weeks. It's like, no, no, no. They're off
1: for four years. Preparing so, for the next one. So you think what I, my excuse I just made for NBC? Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, I mean, look. There's no graphic on the screen saying, hey, this is the semifinal game. Like, how is that not even a thought of putting it up there? Sometimes
2: I don't even know. The clock is tough to find on some sh- I mean, it is. Yeah. Just put replay where you put live. Like, is, is that that difficult? That would be pretty simple. I have yet to see an entire fucking handball game. I think it's already over. It's over. Mm-hmm. It's done. Who won? Who knows? Had to be the Danes. Denmark, had to be the Danes. Yeah, oh, the yes.
1: dominant Danes had to have yeah. won. Uh-huh. They had that guy with the mullet, with the, 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 the headband. Head yeah, he was so good. Yeah. The way they moved the ball, I saw him throw an alley oop like Jackie Moon mm. and Coffee Black. Dude, guy jumped into the thing,
2: grabbed it, caught it outside the crease. <laughs> Bang! Yeah, oh. goal.
1: Jackie Moon's, uh, Moon's mom created that for the Denmark. Handball to really, tomorrow.
2: The alley oop. The gold.
1: The gold. What time? Uh, Seven a.m.
3: Who's in it? Danes and
1: France versus Denmark. Okay. Oh, Danes, so we're hammering Danes. Denmark. Yeah. What is it? Can we bet on it? I'll that?
4: find it. Yeah, and
3: then the, tomorrow
1: the bronze at got, three AM.
4: Got Brazil, Spain, finals of soccer tomorrow. Men's morning, basketball gold Okay, tonight. dump,
1: let's make sure we talk about stuff so, that everybody cares about.
4: <laughs> Men's basketball gold <laughs> <laughs> tonight.
1: Soccer did not deserve that. Yeah. Soccer did not deserve it. Have you been watching Olympic soccer? Yeah. Hey. The women's. What? Yeah, first ever crazy.
4: first ever gold medal for Canadian women. Let's All go! Right.
1: Hey, I wa- we watched it live yeah. this morning, which was cool. I don't think they had a graphic on there, by the way. I don't, oh, I don't think no. there was a graphic on there, what was potentially it. Which makes... I mean, why wouldn't you? I just don't understand why you wouldn't utilize the space... On your thing, to you just say, hey, here's the fucking date, all right, here's the show, here's this going on. That- Why is that not happening? I, I mean, d-
0: I think they just assume that everyone has been watching it from the beginning. Yeah, but so they've, they they they've had, had to get
1: the reports that nobody has been, You would it. think.
0: Yeah. You would think. But I tell you what, they haven't been changing their philosophy very much. So. We'd like to
1: let everybody know Tariko's still killing it. Oh, yeah, right? sure. Everybody's crushing it. Per usual. Your, thanks for your service of living in Japan <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. for mm-hmm. however long is going to be there. He might be the last person. In Japan, from the United States, representing the Olympics, uh, but that soccer game this morning was, ele- and by that I mean, the shootout was electric. Oh yeah, so cool. Canada was dancing around with that Swedish goalie too much. Yeah. Sweden could have put that away with that fifth kick and then phew, roofs it over. I mean, we're oh, talking boy. captain. Oh, Nonetheless, looked like
4: she'd been in the Olympics for quite some oh. time. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa! She's whoa. a
1: veteran in the game for sure. But it was a damn shame that. The, you know, Canada gets that win, but there was an eighth of an inch difference between yeah. an Olympic gold medal yeah. and somebody going to have to relive that for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And that's the thing that the Olympics does is they really put the spot on you. What's that? Uh, tonight,
3: after SmackDown, 10.30 yeah. p.m., U.S. men go for gold in basketball against the French team that, you know, beat gave em. them some trouble.
2: Did beat them. Well,
1: like I said last time, don't let <clears throat> Poirier get on. No. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Listen, he, he can throw him.
1: Fournier can play, but Poirier, if he comes off the bench and just absolutely starts to dominate like he did last time, do not let him get hot out there. I think our team's all the way back. By
2: the way, yeah. 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 Once it started to matter, they, they, they were like, "All right." Let's Katie's
1: win. Katie's starting to bang too a little bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Devin Booker had I think twenty the other night, and he's. Are
1: they going to bring that back to the NBA? Maybe. What's, What's that?
3: that Refereeing.
1: No, I'm talking about the style of play.
3: Oh, yeah, the I guess, I guess like, Tatum no, went up for No, I'm a, talking,
1: like, physicality. Oh, no, like yeah, actually, so the
2: refereeing, yeah. Tatum, no. Not
1: refereeing. I'm talking about the players not acting as if they get shot. Oh, yeah, all the time, yeah. Yeah, dude. not the refereeing, but I'm just saying I'm, I'm, the players maybe. To not. both of
2: your
3: points, Tatum went up for uh, kind of a layup the other day, and he went into the defender from the other team trying to look for a foul, and the ref looked at him like, this isn't the NBA, dude. You're not getting that here. That happened
1: earlier, right? Yeah. Not now. Yeah, like, now they're banging. Like, Kevin Durant <laughs> got an and-one the other day. And I was almost surprised to see him go down almost because I think the guys have... They've kind of Mm. adapted the game to the game. Mm -hmm. And I, I just wonder... Hey, can we just pick that up and just go ahead and bring That'd it back awesome. to the NBA? It would be awesome if we didn't have to hear a whistle every single time they go down the court. No, that would be great I if that didn't, that didn't exactly. have to happen.
2: Unfortunately, you know, the king of the league will never stop doing the flopping. in No, he takes advantage everything. of the situation because exactly. he is a great player. And that's exactly what those guys are going to do when they go back and they get the same referees. And it's like, oh, we can flop again. They're gonna call fouls every time we go to the hole if we just flail our arms in the air. So we might as well start doing that again. Who's
1: turtle looking guy ref from the uh, NBA? Crawford, Joey, Joey Crawford. Joey
2: Crawford. Yeah. Joey Crawford would love it if we
1: if they played international style. I don't oh, think yeah. he well,
2: wants to blow the to whistle so anytime he blows plus it. Plus Crawford would be able to shave points off every game and make Whoa. a lot of money if Whoa. he was working over don't there. Be with a the scumbag, team. dude.
1: This is how I win. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm getting sick to my stomach sitting back here listening to you guys spoo all this Olympic talk and no mention of the fastest people on the planet. The dawns of the track. The Italian men's Man. relay team taking home gold in the 4x100 oh, oh, oh. meter. Well, Greece.
1: the American 4x100, same <laughs> thing. The the, um, the United States didn't make the finals. Yeah, which, uh, we all. didn't watch. could oh, Carl,
4: Carl Lewis did apologize, though.
1: So. Well, Carl Lewis... Uh, is now tied for the most amount of sprinting uh, medals, I believe, with Allison Felix. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Uh, she won a bronze, I believe, mm-hmm. last yep. night. Unbelievable performance by her. She. The interesting thing about Allison uh, Felix, she's won her 10th Olympic medal. She ties, ties Carl Lewis for most Olympic track and field medals by an American. Um, that was shout out Paul Carr for that is, I guess, a couple years back now. Mm -hmm. Two years. 2018. Nine months, I guess. So back into 2018, she got pregnant, and Nike cut her contract by like 70% or something. Yeah, Yeah, Joe Pompliano. Joe knows. Uh, When Allison (laughs) Felix decided to start a family in 2018, Nike offered a contract that was 70% less and had no guarantees if her performance declined due to pregnancy. So she left Nike, signed a deal with? Athleta? Has a two year old daughter and just won her 10th Olympic medal. Legend, absolutely. And I like the fact that she told Nike to fuck off. And after that, uh, Nike implemented a brand new policy that they did not know they did not have. They said all Nike contracts now include a guaranteed athlete pay and bonuses for 18 months around pregnancy. So Allison Felix not only Mm -hmm. stood up for herself, her family, went somewhere else, but also changed the future and became uh, the all-time leader in track and field medals in American history. Congrats, Allison. Yeah. Go. Now, to your point, Frank, the Italians... I don't think anybody guessed the Italians are going to win that thing. No.
2: Nobody man. thought that. 100-meter gold, relay gold, fast people on the planet.
1: So what's that mean? That means, uh, and I'm .01%, so that might make sense now that I think about it from you know, a couple of situations I've been in where I looked pretty quick. But Because I don't think the Irish are known for being speedsters. Well, they got I some speed. Have, I don't think they've won a medal. Oh, What? The Irish have not won a single medal no, no, at the Olympics. That's gotta be wrong. That's gotta be wrong. Yeah, sorry, there's no Ireland. event for
2: boozing. <laughs> oh, oh, come
1: on. Pretty, pretty <laughs> fascinating coming from you. In this, <laughs> yeah. uh, this Olympic, they have three medals. No, it's, yeah. In this Olympics, they have three medals one yeah. gold and two bronze. Let's go! We got a gold Tony. Hey, fuck you! What, the, uh, what was the golden?
2: I can look it up. Okay. Probably something sweet. <laughs> dressage <laughs> or something. Yeah, something really cool.
1: I guess dressage, uh, you know, obviously we know from the Kevin Hart Snoop Dogg video, but um, like 50-year-olds can compete against uh, like the 14-year-olds in that. And really? men and women, yeah. I think it's like a uh, just kind of whoever gets in there gets there. So maybe that's how we get in the Olympics. If you become an astronaut, then you become a dressager. Oh, that'd be perfect. Oh, look, I, I was- like
0: horses. I've seen horse sense.
1: Whoa, guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what's his name? Uh, Joey Lawrence. He's in that with his cousin. Right, he goes out to the ranch. That's right. Learns how to be a rancher. Great movie. Oh, incredible movie. Great. Dude, what a city slicker! I was. knew you'd seen it. That's why. <laughs> oh yeah, of course yeah. I did. Yep. It was rowing, huh? Rowing. They were all in rowing. What yeah. A win. Yeah. yeah. What a hey. win! That's these wow. orange legs. <laughs> Woo. Up in at Up and at him. <laughs> <Up and laughs> Was it the solo? Was it the team? Was there somebody yelling Slancha. Uh, it teams. says lightweight men's double skulls and then women's four. Yo, oh, skulls, dude. That's you big. guys running fast, guess what? We're doing skulls and skulls. Cracking shit. skulls. That's what we're doing, bro. Don't worry <laughs> about it. <laughs> Nobody expected Italy. You guys have never been fast, right? Italy's never been a fast place? It's never really competed
3: for gold in track, no.
1: What's up with our track? What's going on there? Allison obviously crushing it. Sydney McLaughlin. The women uh, have done
3: done okay. Mohammed, I think
1: Moe, New Jersey basically is who we need to say. I don't know where Allison Felix is from, but New Jersey has three of our fastest humans on
2: earth right now in that whole time. I think it's because we sent most of our studs to the speedwalking event, but little did we know they did not have the juice that everyone else had.
1: Tie. Tie. Yeah. Just four
2: to five days ago, and
1: then you reiterated it, Once again, a couple days ago, then yesterday, yet again, and and you kind of backed off it a little bit today, yeah, had to because of Gable, Dan, Stevenson, or whatever, yeah, and he was electrifying, but you're telling me that you didn't watch that speed walking race walking? I got a shit. One guy actually does go shit. He's in the lead of race yesterday and say, you know what? The Olympics still got their fastball. What a moment watching. These hips and dongs fly back and forth at a rate that you would have to practice for years and years and years and years for. Only one foot can be off the ground at the same time, at one time. And you can only straight leg it from front of your body all the way until it passes underneath your hips. That means there's a lot of waddling in there. It looks like every one of them has to take a massive shit. Like they just got done housing some Taco Bell or a potato patch. Uh-huh. They're walking around wood. Everything's hot. They're sweating, dripping. They got uh, baby powder on, yep. their, on their armpits because they're chafing from having to walk so hard because if you don't punch hard enough, the hip won't go. And then if your hip won't go, guess what? You ain't catching up to the Chinese that have been training more than anybody you look like. <laughs> nope. One guy last, uh, yesterday from France, he was in a lead. He had he had overtaken the the leader from China. I forget the guy's name. Both of them, but Liu Yudao. We we that was the, uh, the Chinese guy. Yeah, you said it in a French accent, though. The, the uh, <laughs> but the French guy. saw me. We 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 we. Yeah. We, yeah. We. And then no 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 no. He literally turned off of the course right into a toilet. Yeah. The sign mm-hmm. says toilets. So a guy who looked like he was about to shit his pants. Literally went and took a shit, and he was the only one that did that. Everybody else just shit their pants while they were walking, race walking, the commitment, the dedication, the athleticism, and the loose buttholes. Man. Is maybe the biggest thing I took away from yesterday. And to say that the Olympics lost their fastball before watching that, I think was a very amateur move by you.
0: Well, my problem with it, and uh, Tony and I were discussing this, you know, it's tough to take it seriously because half these fucking people were just running. I mean, they, 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 were. they were not doing the, oh, you know, mom. straight knees, hips, waddling. Uh, half these guys would get on the inside lane. They'd get circled by other people, mm. and they'd just start running. Just it's called
3: fraud walking. Yeah. No,
1: no, they have people watching. Mm. No, not enough. Not but, yeah. Because yeah. Uh, we, we were watching.
3: It. They're not cheating as bad as the uh, Japanese baseball team, True. but they're cheating.
1: Okay, so we'll get into that. There seems to be smoke coming out of their hands. <laughs> yeah, That's Out there, but they have uh, – Spotters? Have, they have refs. All over for the entire thirty-one miles that I guess they just watch, and you get put in a penalty box. Well, they, like five is. minutes, you got to just stand there in your own shit. Some of them, and then there's like a two-minute penalty, and then there's a different penalty. And now uh, I think I saw one of them. They actually had a the uh, they had the face mask, obviously. Then they had the glass shield on there. Sure. Okay. And I think the one spotter took the job so serious because it is tough to see if one are both feet in the air or not. They actually had like uh, magnifying glasses in the uh, shield. Oh, oh really? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So the one person was just zoomed in on every fucking foot. So they take it very serious. I think you guys didn't know what you were looking at.
0: Oh, uh, you should have seen uh. it. You should have seen it. There was one guy from, I want to say Chinese Taipei, who was just straight up fucking running. It was bullshit. No, that's
1: how good. That's how. That's how practiced. Yeah, He's doing
0: high knees. No, yeah, like uh, going back to being. He looked football like a horse practice. doing dressage. No,
1: yeah. you're. T- you- oh yeah. Come oh, on. Oh yeah. was
3: He's cheating big time. No. Yeah. No, now he, he wasn't using explosive diarrhea to, to propel him forward, like the but, French. Correct. Uh-huh.
1: By the way, French shit taker was in the lead. He came back somehow. He did. Oh yeah, I think he actually did poop
0: his pants later. <laughs> yeah, he did <laughs> walk it. He in, did not he finish it. No,
1: and I was kind of surprised that he got back with the pack after taking such a quick shit or whatever. You know, because it seemed like once you lose the pack, oh yeah, it's going to be hard to gain any speed. He went in there quick drop off, comes back. He did not get rid of everything inside of his no, hole, no, no, inside no, no, of no. his bladder. Zito, Zito did keep up with that. Yeah, yeah I did watch the whole thing. Uh, he, so he was taking the lead, and then he stops, and the announcer's looking at him, and you just see him put his hand like by his butt, and then he was out for the rest of the race. Well, and then also I think you saw, yeah. and then there was other walkers uh, that were walking. Excuse He's, me. Yeah, you yeah. saw things. dribbling yeah. down. Why well, don't they walk in like. diapers? <laughs> they do. Why not? They They're not good. To. Hey, those, those ain't pampers because well, there's a lot of leaking.
2: You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. There's a lot of leaking. Adds weight, too. I don't understand how they don't have height classes because, I mean, the tallest guys were just dominating everybody else that was shorter than them. Oh, uh, sorry to hear about it, pal. That's the Olympics, baby. You going to play in the NBA? Probably
1: not. No, that's <laughs> what I'm saying It's the Olympics.
2: It's like respect that some of the shorter speed walkers clearly have a massive disadvantage. They're five five. That's a sport, dude. That's the sport.
4: They're there for a reason.
2: What do you want? I want height classes, just like in wrestling. How we have weight classes? And I want more speed walking. Can't do that.
1: Uh, Let me guess. You want an eight-foot hoop NBA, too. Is that what you want to do?
2: Maybe if they were throwing schlubs like me in there, yeah, I'd want an eight-foot hoop. But guess what? Yeah, Short schlubs. That's what you're talking about. The NBA is the standard. So is the Olympic race walking. It It is the standard. Yeah, well, they need to change it. And they gotta change a lot of stuff about the olympics and like we said fucking figure out that broadcast nbc <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right i don't know i don't know if NBC is going to be in charge of adding a height restriction for a different uh, different height class but by the way valid point but are you saying that in the swimming too
2: no because swimming's all on speed if you if you're short michael
1: phelps was like born to be the greatest swimmer of all time yeah. he has his, his arms, I think, are like a nine-and-a-half-foot reach or something like that. He's got webs in his hands that yeah. are bigger than everybody else. Should he have to race against only people that have over eight-foot-long reaches? Because that helps? No. Oh, these are too- he, they were made to be great at what they do, just like the tall motherfucking speed walkers that we watched yesterday. Just have respect
2: for it. These two are much different distinctions no, in their no, respect. No. So are they racing or are they not racing? They're racing, but one's on land, one's in water. I mean, uh, if you're so a fish- say sprinters. Should we have taller sprinters? sprinters race against taller sprinters and not shorter sprinters that shorter ones got to move their legs faster i'm just saying all the all the small dudes that we saw yesterday they were encircled and boxed in and they just never stood a chance they did get bullied
1: there was bullying in that race walking there's yeah. a lot of shouldering That's there's got to do though but also the the smaller uh race walkers they're bullied. never gonna win and also they have smaller they probably have to poop Way have smaller more. dogs have that to digested. go to the bathroom oh you're right yes. so it's just like but well, also on. they eat less can Why? You just not go? That's what I was very confused Excuse by. Me, what? Why is everybody shitting
3: their I pants mean, in the middle of the race? That's a big thing. <laughs> I mean,
2: I've <laughs> I, 31,
3: 31 miles. Okay, so I've never done a marathon. Before. I've done, Listen, I've done poop, a half.
2: I
1: poop at least twice a day. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I am not I'm not a judgment on the amount of shit somebody has to take in a day. But you would think that they would have figured out how not yeah. to eat or what to eat before getting into a situation where you're going to be forcing your body to poop almost with the twisting and the tightening. You don't want to be have a loaded gun there, a loaded butt out there. Oh. Yeah, but you
3: got also fuel for yeah, the Yeah, you have to mile.
1: Yeah. Uh Johan Dins is the guy from France. I might have mispronounced his last name. He did the same thing in Rio 4 years ago. He was in the lead, commanding and pooped his pants. Can somebody not figure out this guy's daily eating schedule? <laughs> yeah, well, John- this guy might be the greatest speed walker of all time and he just can't keep his butthole tight. tight. But no metal. Huh? These nerves cause you to poop. But you uh, shouldn't even have anything in her next time we need just keep that thing empty. Wear a diaper
0: numb nuts and you'll win gold.
3: Take a Zanny <laughs> well, boy beforehand. Yeah. Well, probably I
2: can. think they test for that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'll you're probably tear an ACL if you're going <laughs> yeah, you
2: straight legs. You're a <laughs> I, need
1: a, I need a therapeutic <laughs> exemption. Yeah. For what? Well, You see, I poop all the time when I walk. But I'm the greatest
2: walker of all time. I should have two goals. (laughs) I should have two, three goals at this point. But I got nothing because I got to poop too often. (laughs) we have
1: to get to some breaking news during the break obviously we reported josh allen had just signed a six-year deal with the buffalo bills congrats to the buffalo bills congrats to josh allen initial reports didn't have the financials with it now we have it 258 million dollars over six years 150 million guaranteed congratulations josh allen setting standard for what a NFL quarterback contract at the elite level is going to look like. $150 million guaranteed. Not bad for a kid with big hands who can throw the ball far. Incredibly happy for him and for the Bills having the perfect guy. Six years gives them a lot of time. Can wiggle. He can re-up. He can do whatever. This is a smart move and they'll be off and running. Uh, congrats to Schefter and Mort Report getting the uh, inside exclusive.
3: Quick math. $43 million a year. Mahomes is getting $45 million a year. Prescott $40 million a year. So... Aaron Rodgers.
2: What's the guarantees on theirs though? One
3: hundred and fifty million
2: is pretty good, I think. No, that- there. Yeah, what are the others?
3: Uh, Mahomes is guaranteed one hundred and forty-one. Dak one hundred and
2: twenty-six. That's the main thing they're, they're trying to get. Like who can get the most guarantee? <clears throat> What's Aaron going so, yeah. <laughs> well, to get? Two hundred. Two hundred and seventy guaranteed. Let's him. just him. guarantee the whole deal. Whatever he gets.
1: That's like Kirk Cousins, right? Kirk Cousins did that. Kirk Cousins yeah. was the first one to really say, hey, I want to go fully guaranteed in this thing. He had the Jets also offering him whenever he came out of his second or third franchise tag with Washington. And then the Vikings came in over top with a fully guaranteed deal. The only one, I think, thus far that has been done that way at the quarterback position. It's a lot of money. $150 million. I mean, hey, hey your kids, kids. Yeah. Your kids, kids, kids. hmm Kids.
3: Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Fucking awesome, dude. Good for fucking Josh Allen. Well,
0: and shit, when this is done, six years from now, if he doesn't, I mean, he's only going to be, what, like 31 years old? You know, he's still, he's going to get another one of these that's probably fucking, and you know, And probably not with the way science way is going,
1: especially with him having lasers and sensors on his elbow. He's probably going to be this able to play. This might
2: be the first of three or four. Oh, good for Josh, dude. Hey, good for Josh, AJ. Yeah, good for you, Josh. Not Not enough pressure already on you with this giant contract. We're going to say you're getting three or four new contracts and have... You're a bionic body, I guess, is what you're trying to say eventually. Hey, Josh, a lot of pressure was on you before your generational wealth
1: happened. Now that it's happened, no pressure. Dude, yeah, congrats. who cares? Congrats. You win. You did it. You're right. Now nah, you're going to have to win a Super Bowl. Buffalo's <laughs> you're going to have to do all those things. Everything you do is going to be compared now amongst the Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgerses of the world, Tom Brady's of the world because of what you're getting paid. But well worth it, well-deserved. And if he continues to go, I don't know how he would be able to after what he did from year two to year three. If he continues to do that, that might be that might be a cheap contract for the Buffalo Bills just a couple years from now.
2: What the hell is going to happen with Lamar Jackson now? Because like, he hasn't signed yet. And yeah. now with all the COVID shit, it's like, wow. well, what's what kind of deal is Baker going to get as well? Like, Baker's going to say, hey, look at this. I want a Josh Allen deal. Hopefully 45. What's your deal? There's no <laughs> way. What's your deal? Say, that's what you do. Other quarterbacks are going to go off of other contracts and say, hey, this is how we're going to base – how we try to negotiate.
1: Baker did win a playoff game too. So yeah. there isn't like... Yeah, they're
2: going to they're gonna pay him. They're going to extend him. I just don't know what... What do you think it looks like? Well, I
1: have no idea because what if they do start becoming fully guaranteed and with this new $110 billion deal with maybe more digital money coming in there, salary cap, who knows what's going to happen with that. I mean, there is potential, a lot of money coming in. And I think that is why Tom Brady's so frustrated. I love... Okay, now... I don't want to be a negative... Ned. No. Okay. okay, I don't I don't like necessarily negative situations happening with people. Okay. okay, I don't like it.
2: Okay. I don't like it at all actually. I hate it. It's the worst. If
1: somebody presents it into my life and asks for people to bring it into my life, I actually block those people from my life. Get Can't them out. do it. Which has become a topic of conversation on the Twitter by the way. I'm a fan of said guy. But he literally was asking his fans to call him a better show host than me with a couple of tweets he put out. So it's like they did that. His show is better than mine. I don't need to end my life though. So what am I going to do? I'm going to block the person that I followed when I thought we about? had a good. I blocked a guy weeks ago but i forgot about it at this point point, i i completely it was weeks ago when it happened i completely forgot about it he just found out recently i had followed him we had a relationship i think i think his name brandon perna is his name he is is a a radio host he's a youtube show he has a youtube show and i like i actually followed him i think we had a pretty good interaction it was good it was i didn't watch his show i don't really i don't have time to do that but I enjoyed that he was an internet show, a good show, a YouTube show. I followed him. Then one day, a couple of weeks ago, out of nowhere, he puts a tweet out and says like something, something. And he says, uh, my biggest competition is, and he added me, right? So- I mean he has like 37,000 tweets or something like that and only 37,000 followers so I don't know how much he knows Twitter but he was definitely asking for his people to say things bad about me right like that is that was the tweet he was doing I thought we had a good relationship I'm like hey we're internet shows and he, our competition by the way is fucking TV people yeah. right? that is who we're going at and maybe I wasn't as so I blocked him, you know and I think anybody that has ever known me in the history of knowing me that's like that is very par for the course I got texts from people former teammates asked me why I didn't drag him. Like, hey, <laughs> yeah. why did you not drag... And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm actually a fan, but I'm just blocking that from my life, which I do. Like, alright, listen. Alright, f- I don't fucking know you. You don't know me. I followed you. We had a thing. See you later. I'm not getting... like, See you later. Dude, just have a good one. Good luck. I'm out of here. Now I got his people tweeting. I'm blocking every person that tweets me from <laughs> his people. And uh, by the way, I will not even notice the difference when y'all motherfuckers are gone. i want to let you know that. And I'm completely okay with it. But what I'm saying is, I don't like negativity. Okay? I'm, I'm maybe the least... <laughs> negative surrounded human on earth maybe at this point i'm not 100 sure with the, the binders that i've been able to put on and a lot of people attack me for that because i don't know anything going on in the real world and that's cool i'm just enjoying my fucking day all right i'm just i'm just going about it but whenever people stand up to something that i don't like as well you know, I, I'm all about it. I'm like, hey, let's go. Yeah. Like, oh, let's go, dude. For instance, AJ, I think there was a moment early where you said, you also hated the NFLPA. And I was like, of course you do. You have a brain. <laughs> and then it, then now Jimmy, Jimmy Graham is obviously coming out. However you feel about Jimmy Graham, whatever the case is, he's come out. Tom Brady has now come Ooh. out and be like, this fucking NFLPA is the worst, dude. So it's one of these things where whenever I see people that I'm a fan of or I have a lot of respect for have the same views that I've had for a long time I'm always like fucking A might be onto something here you know what I mean and Tom Brady's saying the salary cap dropped by 20% and the new media deals were announced the day after the 2021 salary cap was set which was for $110 billion NFL players better wake up at NFLPA NFL players are ignorant the average value of an NFL franchise is up 14% despite revenue drop topped by Dallas Cowboys like okay So what Tom Brady's saying is, oh, the salary cap goes down because the amount of money that's allegedly coming in that is split is going down, but every value went up. We're losing here. How is this the deal we negotiated? Great question, Tom. We all have a lot of great questions. You should just go ahead and turn that thing around, Tommy B. 12 Let's go ahead and
2: lead uh, a, a brand new union, AJ. I mean, that's the only way change would really happen, wouldn't it, if guys like Tom Brady are this outspoken about it. And it is crazy to think, so their the value their average value raised by how much? Fourteen percent when they played in empty stadiums all year. Yeah, and,
1: it, yeah and it's because of the they renegotiated deals, right? all of their media deals. Yeah, the Cowboys six point five billion. This is via Forbes, I believe, or Mike Ozanian. Awesome. Cowboys six point five billion dollars. And remember when Jerry bought the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. There are some people that whenever it's a power five and they're 240, 250 yards out. And there's maybe a pond in between where you are in the green. Some people decide to lay up. I'm going for the green every fucking time, (laughs) says Jerry Jones. He went all in, he said, when he bought the Cowboys. Literally all in. He says, in the way I think I have understood it, he would have been broke if the Cowboys didn't work. And this is back before the NFL just automatically worked. Jerry Jones has been an incredible visionary, I think, in the business side of the NFL. I'm not sure 32 Jerry Joneses would be good for the NFL, but Jerry Jones has done a lot of business for the NFL, $6.5 billion now. Damn. They make $70 million a game at uh, Jerry World down there. Unbelievable. The Patriots, they also have the Patriot Place yep. with a casino, a mall, everything Movie like theater. that. Movie theater. $5 billion. Giants, Rams, then the Washington football team, a team with no name, is the fifth most valuable NFL franchise. It's probably because of the location and everything like that. Still unbelievable at $4.2 4 4 Seven $4 billion around for the 49ers, Bears, and Jets. Eagles at 3.8. Broncos at 3.75. Colts aren't in there. What's that all about? I think they're getting a good deal in the stadium. Yeah, yes. why don't they have a Colts place yet? Hey,
2: who's in last? City. Like, what, what value is worse than Buffalo? The Texans. Texans.
3: Last time I checked, it was nah. the Bills. Really? Well, I guess no, Houston. Houston's a ginormous
1: city. Yeah, Houston's a big city. And also, I think they sell out. Like, their fans. I'm pretty yeah. sure Houston's fans are I, I mean, the Bills fans, too, though.
2: They sell out. They're yeah, crazy. what's that all about? Why are the Bills? Market size. TV market.
1: Yeah, but now on the internet, who gives a fuck? You, if you can-
2: the
0: Bills I are in last, because yeah. Because they just get cannibalized by New York?
1: That is, you go and play a 1 o'clock game against the Jets or the Giants, it's a chance that it, that's your most watched game, aside from your primetime game, just because of how many people are in the area for whenever it's on or whatever, even if it's not a regional game or, or whatever. And this is before, I guess, like obviously the, um, game, no, the, uh, uh, NFL Sunday ticket Sunday ticket. There it is before that it was, you know, those markets are so damn large, but this is why you see Jacksonville building up around the stadium. The whole building up around the stadium, like the Arlington Bears are going to do in Chicago, that is where We're all not- the money goes up, because you're getting every dollar that comes into town for that game is going to you, as opposed to the local companies that are potentially the local restaurants, local bars. And, local- they,
2: and if somebody comes and buys the team, they get all that real mm-hmm. estate as well. Yeah. And you've been collecting cash on it for however many years you've had it up to and owned it all. Jim Irsay, by the way, could do that here.
3: Yeah.
1: Good area. Well, it actually. Bottom five he, are... Wait, by the, the stadium he could? He could buy the area. Yeah, there's like an entire area that I would assume. And this is just me driving by, being an ignorant human and going, looking on
2: Zillow. I think he could just buy an entire...
3: There's a lot of plot.
2: There's plot. a lot of area. So there's there. open space around. I didn't. I guess I oh, hadn't yeah. really kind thought of, about yeah. it. But usually, usually if it's something's a dome and it's in the middle of the city, there's you know it's pretty much locked. There's no open space. So it's on like the outskirts of the city. Mm-hmm. The
1: the stadium is like on the outskirts of the city. Basically, it yeah, almost that's right. is. Like, that's right. Yeah,
2: you can see it as you're coming right in, right next yeah. to the okay. highway. It's Like the last thing. On so the it south.
1: would be about. So where the Bengals decide to practice next to their stadium, which is next to the highway, you know. He could buy that entire area yeah. and just turn that into Horseshoe Village or whatever the fuck he wants to call it. Even if finish. he wants to
2: be closer to the city, there's like two parking lots that are pretty massive that he could probably put something that's like right across a little closer.
1: That's the future of all these Ooh. bazillionaires just taking every single dollar. And people, it's going to be spun, which it is, as a very cool experience. Hey, come, yeah. stay at our
2: hotel. You can use your room key to buy food mm-hmm. and clothes and go to the game and all this. So it's like, college, it's a college campus. Hey, like here we go. It's, yeah. everything, it's like we're a, a cruise. Hey, it's magic. All I do is need this card. I don't even need money.
1: Look at them investing in the city and everything like that. And it's like, well, also every dollar that's coming yeah. down now is going to one particular entity, and that is great business. That's the NFL, obviously. And look for more and more to do that. If I had to guess, especially as sports books and casinos start like kind of getting a little bit more
2: um, readily available. <sighs>
1: Why did not he do it? It'd be great if he had a hotel casino here, a little area. Yeah. Could you
2: imagine oh, yeah. in Texas when gambling gets legalized in Texas, what Jerry's gonna do? He's probably gonna put the biggest casino ever built at Jerry. World. How much? Um, how much did they make outside off the revenue or
1: the local or whatever in Green Bay? How much was it? What was it? Oh, God, hundred twenty.
0: Yeah, I think hundred twenty million, or was that just one point two, or was
2: it hundred twenty? I don't remember what it was. I it think, think hundred twenty just from investments alone. Yeah. yeah
1: was it only yeah 120 million from investments what was the local whatever it was they got that lombardi thing with the museum yeah. i the Green Bay Packers have it done right it's literally just in the middle of nowhere yeah <laughs> one,
0: and I think that's one too where I would imagine over the next like 10-15 years like that's really going to explode and... yeah
1: because they're going to have too much money they're like right. an NCAA school that can't go and have a profit so they just spend oh here's a new 500 million dollar building we made zero dollars last year here's, yeah. a, here's <laughs> yeah. a you know what I mean like, it, with the Green Bay Packers they just have that fund with billions and billions of dollars you'd You'd think they would just keep building it up so that they can just get more money into that. Who
2: gets that money? Goes into one account, right? And then they – who decides where to use it is the question. Does yeah. your stock go up? I don't think so. <clears throat> it should. So who gets the money? Just the company or the team as a whole, right?
1: That board? The board no, doesn't get it because the it. board, that would be –
2: I best. don't think anybody gets it. It's used for – you, it's put back into the team but I'm sure I don't know who makes those decisions as what is Mark. I don't know what you can use it for <laughs>
1: have you talked to Gutekunz and Aaron Rodgers yet have you talked to them about their relationship Yeah, I mean, uh,
2: every night I Facetime both of them last night they were
1: together no. oh, oh was I it did? like a group text FaceTime yeah. thing oh, nah, man, that, that, awesome. I mean, that's tough whenever you hit one of those accidentally and then you're like has it been ringing how long has it been ringing because maybe your phone their pocket did it and it's like well I might as well sit here and like two people pop up and are like what are you doing I'm like I didn't mean to uh, call. Them. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, and then faces just pop up on the screen. I mean, that is—that's you do that with Gunter, and Aaron. What are they? Uh, how's it going? Are they in the same room? You think just separate because of
2: COVID protocols, or? I, well, I don't know if they're. Are they allowed? They're allowed together by each other, right? Aren't they? I, I'll tell you what. I just got an entire laundry
1: list of things that I potentially have to abide by for tonight's game oh, or our show. Which, by
2: the way, I gotta go for tonight yeah it's friday jeez i thought it was thursday hey i want to let you know i thought tuesday was thursday (laughs) yeah today's been a weird week i've had multiple people have issues today has been a weird week dude the the the, uh like like seven seconds later i figured it out (laughs) yeah there was a
1: delay your internet's bad but the um (laughs) the the legitimately though like tuesday i thought was thursday I booked. I put Phil Mickelson on Wednesday because I thought it was a feel-good Friday. Like, literally, when I made that decision, I was like, ah, oh, put him on tomorrow. Like, yeah, that would be awesome. It would be a great way to do the whole thing. It was, tomorrow was Wednesday. It's like, oh. oh, shit. Jeez yeah. Louise. Already, huh? It's already Wednesday.
0: That is what's nice about having the NFL back is you get, you kind of get your days back. Yeah. Some of these days, here, you know, I mean, every Monday might as well be Friday. But
1: Overreaction Monday. Boom. Oh,
0: yeah. What?
2: Say it. Say it. What? Say it. What comes after Overreaction Monday? Oh, possibly Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. What? <clears throat> what? Oh, dude. Hopefully, I guess. Hopefully.
1: Then it's normally Wasted Wednesday because there's nothing to talk about. Boom. Yeah. Um, what? Because Wednesday's like a nice little piece of the off season. We'll call it Off Season Wednesday. Well, also might have a nice
4: little. It might adult. Be.
1: Yeah, don't give it away yet. What are you doing? We are trying to bolster Wednesdays because we have learned from last season where Wednesday is potentially a little bit of an off-season feel. You know what I mean? We've hammered everything from the previous week already on Monday, Tuesday, ad nauseum. Thursday's the next day, but that's only one game. You spend Thursday. Wednesday, we're normally caught in like a purgatory. Unless... The Lambda Delta Delta Plus tribe comes through and says, listen, Wednesday afternoon football is all the way Uh, back. Please. uh, I mean, maybe. I don't know. We'll see how it goes, I guess. But you're right. Football season doesn't put me back on schedule. Mm -hmm.
6: Routine. Hell yeah. God.
2: Damn wait. Why didn't you watch the game, dude? Big Mike was out there running around. I know. I'm sure he was excited to get back out there and get that big game feel. Hey, his offense fucking stinks. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on, man. It's a work in progress. We got Dak rehabbing. We'll be all right. Hey, he's got a shoulder. He's got a leg wide. He, but he was clapping very hard on the camera, so the shoulder
1: looks good. I figured he took Tordal for the clap. M- maybe. Not the disease, like hey, two clap. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I don't know if Tordal does work on that <clears throat> particular clap, though. But yeah, maybe for the clap, maybe Jerry said, Hey, listen, Wouldn't they're going to force me to put Jimmy Johnson into the goddamn ring of honor. We need to at least force them to think you're going to be okay. Shoot his ass up, clap hard. Clap. <laughs> <laughs> Mike McCarthy though had to be so miserable yesterday. Just thinking to himself like all oh, last year. The offense worked on her if we get players. I mean, Hall of Fame getting all <laughs> playing buddy out here. Hey, Hard Knocks, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be a big part of it, I think. Is it Tuesday nights? Yep. Yeah. They showed a uh they showed a clip of Hard Knocks, it was a tease and it was Michael Lombardi or Mike McCarthy <laughs> Mike McCarthy <laughs> talking about Michael Lombardi, and having a conversation about trophy Lombardi, he said, "Hey, it's heavier than you think." That's what he said. Was he he holding one? Pretty much. Yeah. Was he wasn't holding one. It was him. He said, "Wait, hold that up. There ain't
2: nothing else. It's heavier than you (laughs) think." I can't wait. (laughs) Is it? By the way, I've never held one. Uh, sure. I don't. I think it's about as heavy as you would think. I don't know. Did you get a Tiffany's one? No. I don't. I don't have a. I don't have a trophy. Don't? No. He had the
1: opportunity to buy one. Yeah. We had no, told. I didn't. I did. you did. Yeah, make you did. Maybe coldest. like a small
2: replica or like the, yeah. uh, a paperweight size. But no, I didn't. No, no. no, You didn't even get the paperweight size? No, I got the big paperweight ring, actually. I gave it to my brother.
1: It's very nice. See, your brother doesn't follow I mean, me on Instagram, so fuck
2: him. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Agreed.
6: <laughs>
1: You're such a child. Seven pounds. <laughs> Seven pounds All right. Hey, Ryan, my
2: brother. Ryan, if you see this. Pat's upset. He's sad you don't fall.
1: No, I am a child, by the way. That's why that situation (laughs) earlier about blocking people is like the most expected thing for me to do. I had people tweet me, why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? I was like, anybody that ever knows me knows that that's going to happen. Like, that is just literally how I operate. Like, all right, well, it seems like you're bringing negativity in my life. You're probably a really good guy if I had to guess. Never met you, but... Yeah. I'll never see you again.
6: Nope. And it's yeah. cool that
1: internet has that capability. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's part you know, really, <laughs> but I wish him the best. I think his show is better than this one. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's just go ahead.
2: Carry on. Get on now. He's got to be, this guy's got to be upset because he thought he, like you said, you guys had a thing and now you don't. Yeah. But he was asking for people
1: too. to say what? To compliment him and put... me That's what that tweet is for.
2: Wait, what did the tweet say again? I don't think he said to put you down, did he? Wow. No,
1: I mean, kind of, though. It's like he basically put... Anybody who's on the internet knows that that is, like, what you're doing there is asking for people to... I've been guilty of it in the past. Hey, somebody says something terrible to me. I'm going to quote tweet this. I'm going to bury this person. And guess what? Everybody's going, no, okay. Bombs away. get him. All right, and I appreciate everybody does that. I stopped doing that because I didn't like my timeline being filled up with negativity him saying like oh now my biggest competition is at anatomy." me it's he's asking for his people to be like no
2: no no, no this guy stinks no, no like that's
1: what happened that's what the internet is like if and
2: maybe he didn't know that i have no idea that i don't think so because i've maybe one. he thought he was helping you maybe he thought by tagging you oh hey i'm gonna get pat some more followers maybe i didn't take it that way and the the things that were said by his people i said get the fuck out see you later you're off the island of relevancy for at least the time being see ya Anyways, I gotta. I hop like on. it.
1: I gotta hop on a plane.
2: Great look. Safe travels. Safe though. travels, eh? Go get them. Hey, hopefully I don't get. I was gonna say maybe bring what? that uh, Sylvester Stallone bubble. I was asked to bring a. Uh... I think there's some.
4: I tell you to wear a football helmet.
2: Wait, why do you have a bunch of new protocols for tonight? You're going to Florida, aren't you? Yeah, but I guess like that's the worry. Oh no! I guess, oh, are they changing Florida things down cares?
1: there? I guess, I don't know I don't know I don't know we're gonna have to find out I was just told like hey look alive when you get down here we don't know I think there is a lot of potential I think he, this, this COVID thing was- no do the fans have to do anything different no. no I don't think so I don't I think it's the building I don't I don't know I'm not 100 percent sure I didn't fully understand what I was told so I am gonna I'm just gonna go and try not to get kicked out That's well, what I'm gonna try not to What do.
2: if you get a Utah Jazz moment where you have to announce What if I'm the person on the thing? Yes. Yes. All right,
1: give me a mic. Everybody look for the McAfee Minute. Today, (laughs) when you got out of bed this morning in the city of champions, back-to-back Stanley Cups, Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the Lombardi right here in Tampa Bay. You had no idea that tonight, when you were looking forward to acknowledging Roman Reigns as the greatest wrestler in the history of wrestling, that actually what would happen is, and I need you not to panic, (laughs) you all need to go back to your houses and shut yourselves in for three to four months, Lambda Delta, Delta Delta Plus ain't fucking around. Ah! Please do not panic. That would be awesome. That's basically what the Utah Jazz guy did.
2: <laughs> in mean, a tough spot. You don't really get to practice that one in broadcasting school, I don't think.
1: Just did, though. I'll yeah. be prepared. Boom. If that comes tonight or any of these future weeks, if what people are saying, maybe we'll, I want to let everybody know, I will be prepared for the moment. Stay safe down there. Huh? Has to be. Uh, Ian Rapport doesn't care if I survive. No, he no, does. doesn't. Did, Why? You hear, did you hear that shit earlier? No, what did he say? He said... Um, he said... Because every time they report somebody has COVID, we've we've always asked, why are we the only people that seem to say, like, we hope they survive, and then what's the team going to be like without them, right? Because that is what, isn't that what we're doing? Yeah. yeah, Isn't that why you're reporting it? Because they're out for so long, because there's a chance they're going to die, right? That's the, if there wasn't a chance they were going to die, then there's no reason for anything to happen. Is that not what we're doing? And none of these people, they break the news as if it's just like, pfft. Like, COVID, COVID COVID again. 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 Can we not care if they survive or not about this thing? And Ian said, I don't want to put out faux sympathy. I was like, so oh. you hope they die. Wait, wait, what does that even mean? Wow. He said, if somebody has a devastating injury, I'll acknowledge it or whatever. I'm like, did any broken leg? There's been some devastating ones. Has any broken leg shut down the entire world, Ian Rapport, Maybe a little bit more sympathy for these players getting COVID. Let's hope they survive. Lamar's missed eight practices. Uh-oh. That's not good for the Ravens, but... Let's hope he fucking survived. He hasn't Please. been
3: activated. He just like two minutes ago he saw what Josh Allen's contract was. Activate me. He survived. He, he survived. survived.
1: <laughs> Let's go! go away, Lamar! Congrats, Lamar! Good work! Hey, now Lamar has 90 days to act like a vaccinated player because he's an unicorn because he just got coronavirus. And I actually asked Ian Rappaport, I said, you know I think that's gonna potentially backfire, because I think guys, now listen. I hope everybody survives and I don't think there's a laughing matter at all but if guys are being told that they don't have to get the vaccine and they'll be treated as if they're a vaccinated player if they get through COVID I think there's a chance that some of these guys would rather get COVID than get the vaccination. I'm not saying that's how I feel but I think there'll be some people that'll potentially be searching like a couple of my big friends did in college for the girl that had mono looking to try to maybe share a glass with yeah, the yeah. girl with mono so they lose 15 to sure. 16 pounds even though they know it's going to be terrible.
2: Yeah. That could happen with this just saying that's not the case right now though like if you they still even if you've had COVID you still and you're not vaccinated you have to mask and do everything still right
4: just mask you don't have to do the test you get 90 days like you're a vaccinated player
2: so look for a
1: couple people going give me hey you want the vaccine no actually shoot me with COVID yeah tell Amari to come here and cough in my mouth (laughs) right now We hope everybody survives and they don't do that. But I'm just saying with everything, there is a loophole. And that seems to be one we're all learning about right now.
0: All right. That's the show. Can't thank you guys enough for joining us, watching, listening, whether it's on Sirius, YouTube, on here. You guys are the best. We really appreciate you. We know there's a bunch of other shit you could be listening to, and the fact that you spend time with us means a lot. We'll be back on Monday with another good week of shows. Hey, we're getting closer to the start of the football season, baby. Getting closer. Have a great weekend. Cheers.